Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 43. We are back in your motherfucking ears with a one-day post-Notorious GT 2022 podcast, and the energy is fucking low. <laughs> <laughs> we are tired as shit. It's me, your boy Sean, joined by my beautiful co-host in person, Tubby. How are you, my mate? I am cooked, bro. Yeah. But it's mean to do this in person instead of... Yeah. Yeah, I got the body sores, man. I'm tired, but it's been a banger weekend. Um, we just had Notorious GT. We're not. We're talking about Luminef today. It's gonna be a Luminef battle time review. Um, but it would be probably silly of us not to quickly touch on Notorious. So um, yeah, because then if we don't podcast for another three months, yeah, yeah, yeah. people are like, "What happened?" And, I don't and know. Don't shut out our own event. Yeah, I always just feel a bit weird talking about your own event as well. Like I feel like yeah. the best promotion is other people doing it because obviously we're biased, but um. I think it's worthwhile that we shout out the people that did well at least. Yeah, totally. Um, because I don't know if there'll be any reviews about it or anything of the sort. So uh, it's been one and run. James Page uh, won it again. So it's the second Notorious we've had, second time he's won it. Um, yeah. Zinch, old Zinch as well. Did Battle Time's two weeks old now, week old. James Page is so out of touch with Warhammer that he asked me about five times in the same game how many models his incarnate counts for in an objective. Bro, he still that's, calls fucking Arcane Bolt Mystic Bolt and it confuses the shit bolt. out of Sorcerous me. Sorcerer's Bolt. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that just must be a Zinch spell. <laughs> and then he tells me what it does. I'm like, do you mean Arcane Bolt? You know? <laughs> fucking gets me every time. But anyway, he's just that good. Uh, so he won it with Old Zinch. He went 5 Um, He had a Lord Change, Six Sky Fires, Incarnate. Yeah, some gore or some shit. Yeah, some gore, some acolytes and... Yeah. Uh, Fake Master and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the main three pieces were the Lord of Change and the um, Incarnate and the Six Skyfires. Yeah. Um, Stephen Morrison came in second with Seraphon. He also went 5-0, so we had two 5-0s, but James had more points. Um, he, Seraphon? Yeah. Do you remember Fundalizers or no? No, it's um, Starborn, eh, the, Starborn, the other one round. Um, just Skinks and Spell Spam. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he did... He did really well. He had Incarnate as well. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, um, which he modeled a little skink riding on top of, which is kind of cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unsurprising to see Steven do well as well. Nah. Because nah. he, I played him before and I was really impressed with how good he is at Warhammer. Um, yeah. He's a sort of, I know he's got like the gamey 40k side in it. Like yeah. I know he's played 40k for a bit. So I think he's just brought that sort of mentality over to, to the AOS thing. Um, and then you got James Struthers. Oh, so James Page bit Stephen Morrison by f um, Morris by four points as well. Yeah. So four battle points, essentially. Yeah. Is how close the uh, one and two was. So um, there was a situation where Stephen, because Stephen was playing a, a free one in round five. And there was a situation of Stephen like 20 0 and James scored no points. And you know, Stephen could do, possibly upset. Um, and then James Struthers came third, and he was playing James Page on the top table at the end. And he was playing Iron Jaws Blood Tooths. Um, what, a more crusher? Six pigs, six pigs, three pigs, three pigs. Art Boys, Art Boys. Yeah. Chanter, Chanter, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and a little little Madcap Shaman. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's pretty pretty classical James Struthers build. Uh, Ryan Lynn Watts came in uh, fourth with, by one point as well. So James Struthers got him by one point these guys are both 4-1 yeah ryan with his soul black grave lords uh Vukos dynasty if that's how you say it yeah 
who were the monster mashlists. Yeah, it was, was it Nip, Rider, Nip, Manny, Vaudry, Bella, and like a White King, and then just, and then just some just some sprinklings or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. play some battle line. Um, our boy Ben Black finished uh, round out the the four four ones. Uh, he played Ogre Moore Tribe Blood Gullets. Um, he so Ryan picked Ben by two points as well. So there's only four po- three points between third place and fifth place. Yeah, it's pretty good. Eh? So I'm hoping the scoring system worked. Yeah, but I'm keen to hear the players' feedback on that. Eh? Um, so Ben had Kragnos pretty much. Yeah. and a couple of cows, stone horns or whatever, wasn't it? And yeah, some and pigs. some thing. Yeah, and that was that was that. Uh, and then Sam Smith came in sixth place with Sons of Bohemian Breaker Tribe. Uh, old Sons as well. I know the new Sons release this coming week. Yeah. Numbers are out now, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he went three wins, a draw, and a loss. So I figured I might as well shout him out. So Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, and he was, yeah, so he was a half win behind Ben Black. So their points don't really matter. Um, Paint-wise, Anthony Nelda for his Cruel Boys took out the players' vote. So congrats, Anthony. And uh matt watkinson took out the judges for his award-winning iron jaws um which is just a beautifully technically painted army um james struthers anthony nelda and matt watkinson also picked up some minor paint awards uh what else did we have we had sports we had a four-way tie for sports four players of three votes each uh tom lay zane oh, i can't remember lee, lee and rohan, rohan. Yeah. and then unfortunately with sports we didn't have that many sports awards so we just diced it and tom lay won so good on you tom lay no one be surprised by that no um best and grand alliances we didn't give to the podiums because we wanted to share the love so ryan in fourth place picked up best death uh ben black in fifth place picked up um best destruction interesting here now that i'm looking at four out of the top six all destruction so apparently we fucking love destruction in this country um best chaos went to dan hughes was stench in seventh place uh host arcanum he had like a kairos and a lot of change and some screamers yeah and an uh, incarnate look it's a yeah. fun list yeah like, he said he submitted list. the list the day before his wedding so he was like yeah i completely fucked it up and like i would have played something much different <laughs> but you know he had a wedding brain on and then we had to go down all the way to 12th place to get the next order um because stephen came second with order obviously uh, so Luke, so shout out Luke with his fangs of Sotek, his Seraphon, uh, going free, so picking up best order. Um, but then there's like five order armies in a row, so a little surprised by that, to be honest, but anyway. Yeah, same. Um, I'm surprised to not see Sylvanef higher. Looks yeah. pretty, pretty good. I mean, Rohan, oh no, he lost his last game, didn't he? Yeah. He was up, yeah, he did lose his last game, but he was up there. And they were both sitting on the middle tables for, for most of the time between Lee and Rohan with their silver nips. Yeah, so Lee started the event with two draws <laughs> and then a win. And then it put him on the top five tables and how we did the top five tables from round three onwards, you get a chess clock. So he said he was a bit like, um, you know, happy to not have to deal with chess clocks too much. But chess clocks went off, no feedback, no complaints. No, no, no. no I. Yeah, only good things. I guess yeah. just that they were impacting the top tables and nobody has had to bother with them. So yeah, top five tables round three onwards. No point putting them in earlier because you never know who's playing on table yeah. one through five at the start. Doesn't matter. But you know when you got to round three, one of the winners of the tournament was going to be on those tables. Yeah, for sure. 
And if you look at the podium, James, Stephen, and James were all in that, you know, they were all on chest clots from round three onwards. Yeah. Kept the tempo going, no complaints, no issues, for, as far as I know. No. Um, anything else you want to shout out about Notorious quickly? I think it'd be rude not to give Aiden a shout out too. Yeah, actually, we should have probably given him something. Yeah, I was thinking about that when we did the announcements. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aiden stepped in as our spare player, which helped a lot because we had a drop last minute. Um, and ideally, we didn't want to have to play. So um, he picked up and played Sean's army um, that he's never played before, missed out on a game, um, and then picked up and played the last game. So yeah, no, it was pretty good at Aiden yeah, to, um, to look after us like that. We had um, we had someone drop out for round four, but then made it round five due to some traffic issues, unfortunately. But um, so Aiden had to drop out round four, as well as Blair, who was a player who couldn't get there in time. I mean, Blair was doing well. I think he was seventh at the time, so he possibly potentially lost out on something there. Yeah. But Aiden, um, out of the four games he played with an army he's never played before, he went two from two. Yeah, that's not too bad. And then the round he drops, you have to put him down as a loss, obviously, because you can't give him a free win. Yeah. But I think 50% win rate with Blades of Corn when you've never played Blades of Corn. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. And I think if he had got to play that fourth round and if it had he got a win, he might have been, um, you know, because he finished 26 out of 58. So sort of the bottom third. But he also didn't have an opportunity to move himself any higher. So. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks, Aiden. We do really appreciate that. We know you've been playing Hobbit a lot and it was just really cool to have you around and um, you bringing your energy like you do and the rest of it. So appreciate it, bro. All right, is that it? Luminef? Let's do Luminef. Luminef? High, high level take, two minute summary so people mm. don't have to listen for the next three hours. It's not your dad's Luminef? No, it's more interesting than the old book. Nah, yeah. winning was way better than nah. fucking being average. I'll tell you I'm that, it's fucking... way more interesting. It's way more interesting not just seeing 30 Sentinels plus Tech Whistle Foxes. Mm. Yeah, so essentially you've gone from two builds to three builds. Yeah. In this new book. Yeah, and that's like good. Like, you yeah. can't ask for much more than that in the, in from books. Yeah, but just not having that auto. I don't know. It's you used realistically what like four or maybe five different models from the range, no matter sort of which way you went. Yeah, yeah. So old Luminef was there was two lists, and it was thirty Sentinels or forty Sentinels if you wanted, and three Foxes and Phil, and that was the most competitive. Uh, Luminef list yes. and then the other Luminef list was the classic techless and Sentinels or techless and Warden build essentially yeah. um, which was like a 3-2 army like it was more of a toolkit army but it wasn't as good as the Foxes just didn't have the damage um, and those were the two builds you used to see going forward I believe the three builds are going to be classic techless still because techless is just yeah, such yeah. an enigma he's like so unique and the game and if you come up and against an opponent who just can't deal with techless then you know as a techless player you have a great time um there's gonna be a stone guard build as well yeah which it always has been but stone guard got a bit better now yeah, but they're still very right expensive um and then the new the other build you'll see is um 30 kangaroos and you're gonna spam the shit out of kangaroos and i think that army is the best army in the book um and I'll explain in detail as we go on. I won't pull the horse before the cart, as the saying goes, or whatever it is, the cart before the horse. Um, but I think that's the best army in the game, and I think, I mean, in the not in the game, in the sorry, book. in the book. And 
that's the army you're going to want to run to try table people in the first two turns before you get tabled. Um, so, yeah, we'll kick into it, eh? So, um, to start from the start, lightning re uh, reactions are the same, so you still get two fights. Eighth Court's same, um, so no dramas there. So, next page, please, when I can. <clears throat> oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> this is not switching over at the rate i'd like it to command traits command so traits venari ones do you think there's any there that uh, uh would make you actually want to take venari heroes your general nah because none of them really fucking get me excited yep yep so we're on we are a bit on the clock here so we're not going to talk about every specific trait guys or every specific rule um but yeah so High level is no, I don't like the Venari ones. The, the Grand Strategist, one. the first one, is the one you take if you have a Venari hero, hero, I think. Yeah, so that's the plus Just, one to uh, the roll to determine if you get a command point. Yeah. So that's a free plus, essentially, while your general's alive, and then when you, you know, general's dead, too bad. Um, the Scenario Hero command traits are actually not bad. Um, so you got Spellmaster, which is once per battle, as general can use the magic boost Aether Quartz Reserve ability without spending Aether Quartz. So that's a plus one to cast or a reroll. That's not very good. That's pretty shit to be I honest. I think it's kind of poo because it's once per game. Yeah, it's once per game. That's the thing. But the Lawmaster one is the one you want to look at, which is the general knows two extra spells. Now, this combos pretty well with the Enlightener, who's already a two-cast wizard. And yeah. then also, if you give the Enlightener an artifact called the Silver Wand, it makes her a free cast wizard for 170 points. Yeah. Which is super fucking dope. Yeah. And then in addition true. to that, the Enlightener, I'm just going to say it now. The Enlightener is very good. The Enlightener then has three casts, knows three different spells from the Law of Hush. And whenever she casts a spell from the Law of Hush on a free up, she can replicate it as well. Yeah. So if you count in the Mystic Shield, the Arcane Bolt, and plus her War Scroll spell, she knows six different spells for a five wound, 170 point wizard. Yeah. So that's the combo in this instance. Is it as good as Master of Magic from, you know, straight out Battle Time? Uh, straight out, you know, General's Handbook? I, I think on her, probably, because essentially it's six casts. Yeah, so that's you're resolving them twice. Oh, you only, sorry, you only get to resolve one of them twice. Okay. But well, you only need still, to because that's essentially four casts. Yeah, it's four casts, which is for 170 points. Yeah, so that's your cheap multi-cast hero. I think she's a bit good. Yeah. Um... So I think Lawmice is good. I just, I don't know if it's as good as like Master of Magic, for example, but I think it's a pr it's got a use. Like it's got an immediate use. Yeah. Um, fast learner is just dumb. Like it's not even going to, you know, you get an extra unbind. I think it is. Uh, where are we going to next? We are going to Law of the Air. Uh, oh no, 2-6. Right. I don't know what happened there. Just, uh, <laughs> that was that was me pausing the recording, and I think I just might have... Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get that in post, but if not, you might get 10 seconds of dead air by the looks of it, guys, if I'm not too sure. All right, command traits. Uh, Lord of Air. So there's a standout one here, which is the best, which is Grand Wind Rider. Yeah. Which is to replace the General's Wind Leap ability. So this is a Wind Leap ability on the Wind Mage, um, the Mage that rides the Cloud. So normally what it does is it gives your wind charges wholly within six, um, a six-inch move and the ability to fly if they start a move within 
wholly within six. However, this one makes it wholly within 24, which is just fucking massive. Yeah, it's, it's just such a huge That battle. was the worst part about that um, ability was that the range is so small. So yeah, because adding you, 18 inches to it is pretty fucking good. And it also encourages you to spam the shit out of him now because it gives you 24 inches from every angle around the wind mage. So yeah. what's that, a 48-inch bubble, essentially, yeah, plus, base. plus the base. Yeah. So you're probably looking at about 50 inches of of coverage there so you can quite easily put them in the middle of the board and touch everyone almost yeah uh swift add for inches move characteristic of general yeah um gravity defining champion once per battle reroll one run charge fuck off Dumb. don't don't take it grand wind rider is the one you're going to want um that's the only one you're going to take out of this one so don't even fuck around because you won't find out Lords of Stone. The last one, Unyielding Toughness, I think is probably, point for point, probably the best command trait. So at the start of your hero phase, you pick one friendly stone guard unit wholly within six of this general. Pretty small range. Small range. Yeah. Add one to the wound characteristic of that unit until your next phase. Yeah. So that's... <clears throat> Probably the best one, yeah, because yeah. the other ones are add-free and uh, add-free wounds to the wound characteristic of your general, which is solely your stone mage, which is just pretty whatever, and just buffing that um <clears throat> the the cows a bit more is uh, I don't care. I'd rather take you got ten man unit, you get ten free wounds, and it doesn't spill over. Well, it also like it normally would. Well, it synergizes well with. The stone guard which is good and there's a couple of buffs that you can lay on the stone guard as well yeah, so you can i feel like it's them. got internal like it's got very good internal synergy yeah especially for the lrf i mean the metrica the stone guard dudes that just like um don't die well <laughs> they don't cast spells so yeah. they're relying on their buffs from well they do cast spells but they're not good at it they've got to find their buffs from other areas yeah. which is essentially abilities and there's no command abilities in this book so you're really looking oh actually the cows have command abilities sorry um so you're really looking to buff those war scrolls from other factors within the army yeah. so the, the way i look at it is you can do it in each of every one of your turns and essentially because your stone guard are going to be gvs you just turn off bounty hunters for the unit fighting them yeah, and I mean, the good, yeah, that's a good way to look at it as well. And, I mean, the fact that, you're right, it just happens in five turns where some command traits are just, like, once per game do this. Yeah. I always hate those once per game ones because you forget about it or you just don't use it. Yeah. Right, artifacts of power. Venari heroes. Um, they're not great, no. to be honest. They're not, they're not awesome. The teleport one looked cool at the start, but um, yeah. picking just 12 inches away is pretty... um is pretty naff so it's just good to jump out of combat essentially yeah. is what it is. so you get an extra command you get an extra a for courts or you can run and still charge is another one which is probably not bad but the thing is you don't have good it's, combat venari here no you don't like you don't so you're not really wanting to if you're running and charging a lord regent it's a desperation move yeah is what it is and in the waystone which is what tubby's talking about which is you just um Instead of making a normal move, you just pick a point in battlefield, and it's once per battle as well, and you just remove the dude and set him up within an inch of that point for inches from enemy units. So it's situationally really good where you can teleport out of combat and charge something else. 
because it's not a retreat. Yeah. But I would But again, I if you're Lord Regents again in combat, by, um, yeah. My it's spot not, on any of these. No, nah, I would be taking just like a universal one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, scenario Heroes, pretty same again. The Phoenix Stone's the one that the GW team previewed. The once per battle, before you allocate wounds, that would kill a dude. You just roll a dice and you can bring him back and heal D3 wounds, which is situational. Silver Wand's the one that stands out to me. You get an extra spell. Can you put that um that Phoenix Stone on it's that good caster girl with 170 points? Like it? Yeah. Is she unique or no? Nah? Uh, I don't actually know off the top of my head. I'd have to double check that. She is a Sonari hero, but I don't know if she's unique. If she's not, it's a cool combo with her spell because mm. the wounds remaining to be allocated are negated. So yeah. her spell essentially all damage done to her, you pick a unit and that unit takes damage as well. So mm -hmm. you can... Say if you give her this artifact, you cast a spell on like a more Crusher, charge her at the more Crusher, more Crusher's going to fucking merc her, but more Crusher's going to merc himself as well, and yeah. then she's not going to die because of the artifact, so that's a cool little techie thing I guess you can do. Yep, yep, and then there's another artifact, which is add one to unbinding despair and rolls so for all, um, for the bearer and each scenario hero from six to the bearer. It's actually not bad, to be honest, yeah, it's yeah. pretty good, um, but... Again, it's super situational. I think I'd just rather have the guaranteed extra cast in the silver wand every turn. Yeah. As opposed to plus one to unbind dispel and then you play like two Stormcasts, two Fire Slayers and an Ida Nephilist and you're like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean if you're it's playing Siege and Bond every other game, you know, that's pretty dope. But otherwise I don't think it's that good. All right, what do we got on the next page? Wind Mage. Uh it's there's this first one's kind of funky but every time you take these sort of artifacts i don't know i don't feel like you don't get the use out of them so once a battle at the start of the enemy movement phase you can pick one enemy unit within three of the bearer that unit must retreat so it's good that you can turn off their threat for the turn but your wind mage has to be alive in combat which is uh not good mm. um i think the best one here is a windstone to be honest and i don't even think it's that good um, which is the once per battle in your shooting phase, you just pick an enemy unit with an 18. Do some mortals. And that's visible when you roll a dice on a 1, it's a mortal wound. On a 2 to 4, it's 2 mortal wounds. On a 5 plus, it's 4 mortal wounds. Yeah. And I think that's the best one, because I think it combos with what I believe is the best army in this game. I mean, fuck not this game, this book. <laughs> Don't want to make those statements just yet. Um, because it's just potentially another two to four mortal wounds on average, right? So yeah, but I don't think it's good. Like it's, I don't, I, don't yeah. I just think it's the best of the worst, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, and then you got gifts of the mountain, which is stone mage. I think these are, well, two of them are significantly better than a lot of the other artifacts. Yeah, so there's a four up ward save against mortal wounds only, which is what the stone guard sort of need. Yeah, and your stone mage. If he's carrying, so if your stone mage is carrying that command trait that you just spoke about before, giving yeah, the stone yeah. guard extra, um, extra wounds, extra wounds, you want him to have a ward save against mortals because yeah. he's going to ignore Ren too. He's only got like a five up save, right? But that should help him out. And then a four up ward against mortals is probably just enough for him to fuck around and find out. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Um, what's the other one that you liked? Uh, so add one to wound rolls for attacks made with many weapons by friendly Alaric. Mm -hmm. So it's all the cows. So it's cows. Yeah. Um, Stone Stone Guard. Guard, yeah. Um, Holy Within 12. 
<clears throat> if the unit didn't charge in oh sorry if the bearer did not charge in the same turn yeah um so the unit can still charge just the bearer can't yeah that's um that's very good which is just it's just a plus one to wind bubble which is fucking fantastic obviously because yeah, it takes all your shit from threes to twos essentially yeah and there's not a lot of things that debuff wound rolls in this game so. no but if i was running stone garden and stuff like that i'd probably have that amulet on my one carrying the plus one to, to the wounds characteristic yeah. and then have another one um with that for plus one to wound yeah and, and that'd be pretty fucking juicy and that's what they do they just sort of stand around to give her the wind i mean not the wind mage the stone mage holding hands with the stone guard yeah and then he's just layering those two different buffs on them for the plus one to their wound characteristic and then plus one two wound yeah and i think that's um i think that's very it's very narrative as well because yeah. that's what they do in like the lore and that way you've got, I mean, they've only got four up saves, the Stone Guard, but they ignore Ren too, and they should have an extra wound, yeah. so they should be pretty resilient. It's pretty tough. And four up ward save on objectives too, eh? against mortals. So yeah, yeah, that's they're, also pretty dope. So They're always rolling four ups. Yeah, so you might even want to just ally in some cheap mages for like Mystic Shields, to be honest, yeah. from... Um, some Goo Battle Mages or something. No, points. they can't do cities, bro. Oh, they can't so do cities. So only Stormcast and it's all the our faction so stormcast sylvan f iron f and daughters so oh, okay. whatever the cheapest wizard out of those four factions you might if you the issue is you're going to run out of points so quickly in this book because everything's so fucking expensive yeah but if you had because the catfellow is like 110 points and she's a very good wizard yeah but, i mean if you could get 10 stone guys sitting around an objective free up save ignore rent two four up mortal save yeah yeah three wounds apiece threes and twos doing mortals back to you um, they're slow as fuck, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be quite good. Um, spell, spell laws. laws. I'll let you pick out what's actually changed here. Yeah, and, some big uh, changes in spell laws. So we've got six less spells now, team. Um, Law of Hish is still six spells. However, everything's the same, except we've lost Lambert Light, which is a rerolled uh, missile tax, and we've gained Overwhelming Heat, which is the old um, Zytrek uh, signature spell from that, which is it's, it's a good spell because it's got a big range of 24 inches. Uh, otherwise, everything except Total Eclipse is exactly the same. So Total Eclipse now goes off on a 9 instead of an 8, uh, and it's still double CP. Doesn't matter, though, because all your wizards auto-cast on a 9 once per game anyway. So, yeah. you know... All these spell casting values, for the most point, are really high. Like, speed eight, eight, is eight, a five. 8s and 9s. Yeah, speed yeah. is a 5, but the rest of them are pretty, pretty fucking high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you can just auto-cast your spells anyway, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Uh, I mean, that's exactly it. So, like, Protection is an 8, right? Yeah. Solar Flare is an 8. Speed of Hush is a 5. Overwhelming Heat's a 7. Ethereal is a 6. And Total Eclipse is a 9. But if you're running your Metrica, you just get a natural plus 1. Yeah. So all those 7s effectively become 8s now, which puts you sort of right in the money. And if you've got a Techless, then you're plus 2. So those 7s become 9s. Yeah, it's never going to be a problem with Techless, obviously. Not honestly playing. Around, but if you don't have the Techless on the board, they are quite hard to cast. Yeah, so the couple of games I have played with this book and having a, um, a Zytrek, um plus 1 across the board. Did I say Eumetrica before? Yeah, yeah. It's Fuck, I did. So, uh, so Zytrek, sorry, is plus 1 to cast. Um, Having that plus Techless honestly feels a bit ridiculous because they all get plus one casts unbind and dispel yeah and then when you got tickless as well it's just plus two yeah so your whole army is at a plus two the yeah. whole time and then if you've got like a lord regent and they haven't used a navy court it's plus three so like it gets a bit silly yeah. um and it feels feels real good 
spell law um in summary law of hish law of hish sorry is there's not any damaging spells in here really there really isn't no you're not going to get blown off the board by mortal wounds but if you have a techless he still has a really good toolkit to fuck with your day a whole bunch through spells like overwhelming heat which will half your move you know so like more crushes and stuff like that you know gargants big fast well not gargants are fast but they need to move because there's only a few models yeah um ethereal blessing is a support spell which i think is pretty redundant because you can make yourself plus two pretty easy these days uh total eclipse is still very very good still very very good protection of hirsch is another ward save that just you know if you don't have techless and you can take it yeah um solar flare is still the same um well, it's not the same anymore is it no, it's different. No, it's not. It doesn't, it doesn't make you mind. Yeah, honest. it, it doesn't, seems kind of ass. Actually, yeah, it's, it's crap. Egg. Yeah, because it used to be. It yeah, used to have like a minus two to cast. Yeah, two effects and one of them yeah, was yeah. Monkey or whatever. Yeah. yeah, so it would like auto dispel and then a spell, or it would, um, and it would do mortal wounds if you picked the unit, yeah. and then it would make you minus two to cast if you're within twelve. So it was good for like a Nagash, like yeah. if you could put it for a portal and hit a Nagash. It was super handy, um, but yeah, otherwise, and Speed of Hush is, um, is just it's, it's that's really good. Hurt. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, I spell laws still good. There's just no damaging spells is the issue. Yeah. So, yeah, you won't get blown off the board by the magic of Lumineth unless you get a Syrian White Light from Teclas, and that somehow just Dixia. Uh moving it on to once I open it up. Um Laura Winds. So there's only three spells now for Laura Winds and Laura High Peaks. Um so you've lost half your spells essentially. Yeah. Um these spells are pretty crap to be honest. <laughs> you still got the teleport, eh? You got a teleport, but the heal's pretty ass. The, you got the teleport. The issue is it goes off on an eight on a um sub faction of Lumineth that has no inherent pluses to cast. Yeah. So eight for a teleport is so inconsistent. Yeah. For a, you're looking for arcane because you're not. I mean, you should. I won't say this, but well, I will say it. You shouldn't have a tech if you're playing um, hurricane, which is the law of the wind temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going heavy hurricane. You shouldn't have techless in there. No. Not saying he doesn't work, but he's just not as um good for the 700 points you're going to spend on him yeah. so techless obviously still knows his spells so it's it's good for techless but trying to cast a teleport on an eight with no inherent pluses to cast is a bit rough yeah um the heal is probably the best thing out of here to it's be honest three yeah but the fox has lost their healing ability from being next to a wind mage so yeah. and yeah. goes off on a six so that's somewhat reliable i mean there's a lot of other armies that have a d6 heal on a six so i'm not really um yeah, to be honest, not I think really raving it. I think the best law out of this law here, I mean the best spell, if you're playing a hur- again in context, if you're playing a hurricane sub faction without techless, because techless can obviously do this, no worries. Um, the best law in here is Mystic Shield. Um, the best spell is Mystic Shield <laughs> of that law. It's not very good. Yeah. It's it's cast too high. You got two spells that go off on an eight yeah. and one that goes off on a six. Um but and for it what people think is a magic dom army, it's it's not um high peaks so this is uh lrf temple to stone stone dudes yeah um <clears throat> first one's good 
so unbreakable. I don't know how to say that word. Yeah, it goes off on a seven. Yeah, it's some metal weapons essentially. Yeah, it's it's some metal weapons for Stone Guard. Yeah, and, um, makes you do mortals on fives instead of sixes. Yeah, and you can give them a lot of attacks as well. So I think it is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, Crippling Vertigo is that basically just the Cathalas spell? Yeah, it's a lesser version of the Cathalas yeah. spell. So so the Cathalas makes you roll on like everything pretty much, whereas this is just like is it move and uh, charges and piles? So it's normal moves, runs, retreats. Charge moves and pylons, yeah. So, okay, and no, I think that might have changed a bit. Because so, the, the Kefla 1, I'm pretty sure, traditionally the Kefla 1 always made you do it a bit more, but yeah. I can't remember what on. Um, but that's fine. Uh, Living Fisher, and it goes off in a 6, which is which is good, and it's an 18 inch range. Yeah, so it's just 2d6 nice. bravery roll every time you want to do something, <laughs> which is a good, anytime you do those, it's really good, because you might just have like, you might just rock up against like you just play a destruction army. Yeah, you six destruction pokes, army. and yeah. you're like, cool. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's um, I think that spell's really good. Yeah, and living Fisher. It's just a line. Yeah. damage spell. Yeah, eight damage um, line. Like normally they're twelve or nine or something like that. So eighteen's actually pretty good. Yeah, eighteen's think, pretty long. But... I think that's uh, since you don't really have many other damage spells, it's really not too bad at all. Yeah, but you got to roll two plus on each unit so that's and you got to line them all up so yeah i mean yeah whatever all right great nations what do we have here i'm just going to try transition this so hopefully this doesn't come through on the on the mic um so we got Yumetrica, first one um, this is the stone guard and cow faction eh? yeah yeah yep. so a lot of their um previous allegiance abilities have just gone to war scrolls yeah so like shining company for scenario shit scenario unit sorry um you know was an allegiance ability now it's just war scroll yeah so uh all the you know the stone mages and cows and shit all ignore ren one on their war scroll however mm -hmm. if you go into a eumetric faction you ignore ren two instead of ren one yeah uh excellent until you come up against ren three and it does nothing against ren three yeah so it doesn't reduce the ren does it it just no. if it's ren one or ren two it's it ren just becomes dash. zero yeah yeah um so yeah good until they cap over top of that and then you're in the shit yeah so like a kragnos's club will just slap you yeah but then the rest of his attacks won't no so you know that's that's what it's good for uh sire still just gets two afer courts that's it they can't double use afer courts they just get two afer courts yeah. so still useful yeah afer court still reduces your bravery yeah yeah it still reduces your bravery by one yeah so you guess you'd go minus two but like does it really matter that much yeah i mean you're not really taking big blocks and if you are taking big, big blocks you should have a command point up your sleeve yeah. or a battle shock unless you're playing nighthorn i guess so uh next we have the lithium uh yeah Illyrafia. i always say this one wrong Illyrafia. Illyrafia. Oh. um so they got the they got the old sire ability essentially so once per turn you can use um when you sorry let me just read it out once per turn you can say that two friendly venari units will use the aphicorts reserves um to use an aphicorts reserve ability check page 70 blah 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 instead of one yeah. so the short the clean way of me saying that without fumbling and bumbling is you can use two of courts instead of one in a in a phase with no command abilities being spent it's just a yeah. allegiance ability and i think that was the best part of sire to be honest it was what you can do is just bait out somebody spending their 
eighth porch on one unit and then transition and put all your damage into another unit when it's being used defensively so yeah um yeah i think that's i'd probably play that over sire yeah i mean even thinking like you know if say yeah two units are 20 sentinels because having two different units of sentinels is probably a good idea now because they increase each other's range yeah um you know you could like just pop both your aether courts for plus one to hit since you're not re-rolling anymore yeah and you actually do want to do wounds these days um just stuff like that or wardens the same thing again you know if someone gets roared then you just go cool eighth course plus one to hit yeah in combat so i think it's a i think you'll see for a sub faction you never used to see i think you'll see it but um zytrek is probably so good still number one or two to be honest yeah. um out of all of all six of them uh, it's just add one to cast and dispel and unbinding uh, for all Zytrek wizards. So previously it was the first one, first spell you cast. Yeah. Um, as well as some other shit. Now it's just flat plus one. Yeah. So that's that's it's really man. really good because yeah. you're normally going to have a tech list with that. Or even if you don't have a tech list, then it just makes all your casting that much more reliable. Yeah. Uh, Alumnia. Um. There's it's not as good. This used to be the run and charge dudes. Oh yeah, that's one. But um, what it does now is. If if the base of each model in this friendly uh, Venari unit is touching the base of two or more models, so Shining Company essentially, yeah, in the unit, each model in that unit that is within six of an objective counts as two models for the purpose of contesting objectives. I don't really care about that. That's it's dumb just, as fuck. It's only Venari, right? So yeah, what's that like wardens, wardens and yeah, things that you can make Shining expert conquerors anyway and counters through. It's yeah, you could do it with um fucking dawn riders too but like yeah it's too situational i'd rather just have plus one to cast for yeah. doing nothing than being on an objective having to do something six yeah two bases blah 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 um and then helion so this is the old fox shooting one i think uh, this, this is good this is this was i trick at the best yeah so it's add one to the attack characteristic from missile weapons used by friendly helion units while they are within six of an enemy unit yeah so importantly it's, it's every six yeah it's everything and you don't have to actually be in combat to get it and you don't actually have to target the unit that you're within six of because yeah. you just have to be within six to trigger it so your foxes just move up 24 inches sit six inches away from the screen shoot yeah. everything behind the screen same with your wind charges and then they can charge the screen if they want or in the fox's case they can move back yeah so um i think it's that or zytrek yeah. are probably my top picks and if I was running Tickless build, I'd be running Zytrek. If I was running um, the Wind Charger build that I've been teasing, definitely been running Helion. Yeah. All right. Um, Grand Strategies, they're pretty crap. Not going to lie. They're, there's one for each temple, pretty much. Um, yeah, have four Venari units on the battlefield. It's ass. And, the, and your opponent's general has to be slain. That's ass. Yeah. Uh, when the battle ends, so scenario, when the battle ends, you complete the grand strategy if there's a friendly scenario unit ass. in each quarter of the battlefield. So that's the same as the, the generic one. Yeah. But the oh, generic no. one's not yeah. particular. Yeah. LRF1. Yeah, exactly. It's not um, locked into yeah. a certain unit type, right? Uh, LRF, when the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if two or more friendly LRF units are contesting two or more objectives on the battlefield. Ass. Yeah, I don't like it either, but it's probably going to be the most realistic one to happen out of these because yeah. you normally finish on objectives, right? 
Uh, and then the Hurricane one is just the worst. Um, so they have three or more friendly Hurricane units within six inches of the same enemy model. Yeah, it's just so, bad. Yeah, sorry, enemy units. So you literally have to have three dudes still alive in your army. Yeah. Old foxes, that would have been fine. New foxes, it's not fine. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they wrote this with old foxes in mind, and then they're like, ah, oh, we should just change it. Uh, battle tactics, some of these are actually doable and good. Um, the first one is you have to kill a monster with a baluster. That's so situational. I don't like it. You might see balusters because they have a use now because they buff um, sentinels as well. Yeah. But sentinels, again, are not what they used to be. So, and yeah, but I don't like... Because if your opponent doesn't have a monster, then eat shit. Um, conserve Aether Courts. I think this is one of the doable ones. So pick one enemy unit on the battlefield and one friendly Luminef Roundwards unit that has at least one Aether Courts reserve. You complete this battle tactic if that enemy unit is destroyed by that Luminef Roundwards unit in this turn, and that Luminef Roundwards unit has at least one Aether Courts reserve. So thinking like cows if a cow just goes into combat with something and just like claps it doesn't use his ape courts it's pretty doable yeah that's... like because that's your biggest melee Al alpherion alpherion's a beast in combat now yeah. um so or like just even a 30 block of wardens or something so it's it's yeah. i think it's doable um blind the enemy this one's super doable especially for your metrica it's just cast four different spells oh, easy. with four different units so Techless is one essentially. Yeah. Your one or two support heroes are one, two, right there, so it's three, and then your wardens or sentinels, you know, it's it's not hard. And you're not gonna pick it against like a magic dominant army, but you play like fire sayers or yeah, exactly. like, and, you know, anything without decent unbinds and that's basically just a free battle tactic for you. It is. It's it's that like first turn battle tactic. Yeah. So it's um that's probably the easiest one depending on the build if you're playing techless it's easy as fuck um elemental supremacy pick one here on the battlefield and one friendly um elementarian unit i actually have to check what that is to be honest i don't know that has at least one a for courts reserve you complete this tactic if that hero is slain by that elementarian unit um hish made manifest you complete the battle tactic if there are two or more endless spells from your army on the battlefield at the end of the turn Easy as fuck. Yeah. Um, especially if you're in techless again. Because you can cast on that turn, they haven't got the opportunity to take it off. So yeah, bottom of the turn. I've yeah. done this one a few times in my games that I've played with this book. Yeah, you get a spell portal up. Yeah. Get a, a rune of petrification or sign or whatever the fuck you're using. Yeah. Or a cogs. Yeah, you know, low cast stuff. Yeah. It's easy easy as pie. Uh, ignore the odds. This is another real stupid easy one that Luminev just got a free pass on. Uh, reveal this battle tactic. Pick one friendly Luminev Roundwards unit and one enemy unit that are within one inch of a one inch of each other. You complete this battle tactic. If that enemy unit is destroyed in this turn, and that Luminev Roundwards unit you picked has not been destroyed, so you don't have to kill it with that unit that's in combat. Yeah. So you can literally be like, "Oh, you charge my Kefla somehow survived." I'm picking that unit that I need to kill anyway, and my Kefla will just retreat, and I'll just magic or shoot that off. Yeah. The unit. So, um, interestingly, there's no bonus points for any of these, which I'm surprised about after seeing the doc. After doc obviously got dropped. Um, yeah. So I I thought that was the way it was going to go, and they'd squish some things in, but fuck knows what they're up to with the doc book battle tactics. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue with the doc. Fucking makes no sense to me. Yeah. So. What, there's two or three good ones there, you know, kill a unit, or have a unit, you know, your unit kills another unit, or yeah. 
four spells or two portals. Grand strategies are crap though, so I'd be happy with those as battle tactics though. Yeah, I think there's yeah because there's two there like the spell ones specifically that don't require you to overextend or don't require you to go score shit or kill shit or those missions be in their territory. The missions where you can't contest objective or control objectives in the first turn. Head on collision or whatever. It yeah, is normally there. there's just like desecrate their lands or something like that's the yeah the best generic one you can do but you've got some nice juicy ones there so i think they're really good yep yep cool war scrolls um our boy techless he's exactly the same except did, did he get slower was he 14 before no he's always been um he's always been 10 no he used to be 12 oh yeah so you know he's so, just flat 10 and so he's flat 10 but he used to bracket down to like six inches i'm pretty sure yeah so he just flat moves 10, 16 wounds. So four up save, which is garbage, but that's, you know, yeah. he does have a ward save. Um, his combat profile is exactly the same, still garbage. Um, his aura of Selenar ability is still the same. The only change here is that um, in order for him to cast one, two, or four spells, it degrades with how many wounds he's taken. So he can choose up until nine wounds, and then from 10 to 12 wounds, he can only cast two spells or four spells. And if he's taking 13 plus wounds, he has to do four spells. So I think the point there is that as he gets more damaged and wounded, he loses less concentration, so he can't guarantee his spells. Yeah. Which I think is like a cool narrative touch. I think it's a cool change. I don't... I, don't I wouldn't be sad sure. about it if I was a Luminef player, but I think it's um, I think it's a cool change. Yeah, if Teclis has taken 13 wounds <clears> and he's a centerpiece of Yami, he's normally in trouble, to yeah. be honest. Um, otherwise, he's still all the same. And he's 700 points now, so he's come down 40 points, I think it is off the top of my head so he's good. still still good um light of alpharion uh just he gained a wound he's eight wounds um he's better in combat he's flat three damage instead of d3 on every profile yep. everything else is, is the same isn't it uh yeah so his hero monster one used to get like an extra attack i believe yeah but now your damage is um 2d3 instead of flat three yeah which could be really good or really awful. I like you could do two damage or you could do six damage. Yeah, I like I like two d three. If yeah, they made it d six, I'd like you can get fucked. But yeah. um, two d three, I think is good. Should be four. Yeah. Um, he lost his command ability as well, um, which was uh, give everyone for every ten, just whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, four attacks, two threes, rend free, free damage, extra attacks on sixes to hit, and mortals on sixes to wound. Um, I think you'll see a lot more of him. Still halving damage, still ethereal on a free up save. Yeah. Eight wounds. Still does a look at you missile attack, which isn't a missile attack and takes more to wound. Yeah. Great for sniping heroes. Um, the only issue is that he's actually gone up in points, which is, to be honest, probably fair. He's one of the few things that did actually get a buff. Yeah, I think he was underused, but it's just because the book was so easy to uh, build. You just run one direction for... You also two different kinds of armies, bro, yeah. so you couldn't yeah. you couldn't drop in a two hundred point hero is yeah. the thing. You know, that was the issue. Um Elf hero where is he? I'm just trying to find his points. Uh two hundred and forty. So I think he's gone up twenty points, I think it is. Still unique. Um I think he's worth it, to be honest. Yeah, just, fuck yeah. I just don't really know what sort of build he goes into. Nah. Because again, you just run out of points. Your, your cheapest non-conditional bell line is 150 points. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a he's a 250 point unit or whatever he is that does who's 280 to be honest. Yeah, that does 250 point unit worth of damage, and he's probably more resilient than those units are. So I think he's I think he's 
pretty mean. I think because what he, he's in that point. kind of range of like a lord, um, Celestin on Dracov, yeah. and like the High King from, uh, yeah, I'd probably, but man. those guys just have more movement. Yeah. Whereas this guy has more defense, the same say better defense because he's halving the damage. Yeah. He's ethereal, so he's never worse than a free off. Yeah. You can like chuck him into a Kragnos and you can do a right against it. Yeah. He also always hits on a two. Yeah. So And he gets plus one to wound if he charges and mortals and Yeah, yeah. So like if, if someone's like, oh, I'm gonna roar you and you're minus four, you're like, I don't care. I'm fucking Yeah. I'm a two up to hit and I my save's always a free up. So yeah. you know, if you give him a ward save as well, I think he becomes quite a bit of a little fucking beat stick. Um, special character Oh, God, Lord Regent. I'm not even going to try to say his name. Um, He's come down in points, but he's the same, I'm pretty sure. He's got... Oh, he's got more attacks in combat. He's got better attacks. So that's that's really it. But you're not going to see him, I don't think, because he's tied to a Eumetrica army, and he's... Which is just weird, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Lord Regent's still good. Uh, Still does the same shit. Um, he's got more expensive, however, so you'll take him for his spell, which is, you know, pick D3 units, wardens and centaurs, sun metal weapons, essentially, and yeah. pawn riders. So your, your backup sun metal weapons boast if you don't well, what get he is, sentinels. So the sentinels aren't as important anymore because your high, your high, your center shell, the unit champion out of sentinels doesn't spot your line of sight shit anymore. Yeah. So why you used to take him is so that you wouldn't miscast on the Sentinels. Yeah. Because when you miscast on Sentinels and Wardens, you had to kill the champion. Yeah. Because he was the, the wizard and yeah. the caster, and he was also the one that was making shit visible when it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So if you lost your champ, you wouldn't be as upset these days, but you still wouldn't be able to cast spells because he's the wizard in the unit. Yeah. So that's really why you're taking it, because you'd rather risk the miscast on the Lord Regent, who's not going to die, than on them. Um, he's 170 points, though, so he's going up about 20 points. That's not too bad. So it's... Yeah, I don't know if you really need him anymore, because you're not going to do the whole Sentinel thing. Yeah. Banner Lord got a bit of an upgrade. Um, it gives you run and charge, is that right? No, nah, just roll charge. Roll charge. Holy of an 18, so that's yeah. pretty good. That's about it. Yeah, uh, you're not going to see him. <laughs> no, no, he's and he's 130 points. Yeah. So you know, that's what it is. Um, Sentinels. Everyone already knows that there's a change from mm-hmm. that box that came out with Zinch. But what they didn't know is that they actually get six inches back of range if they're next to, if they're just within <clears throat> twelve, I believe it is, yeah. of another Sentinel unit or ballista, then they get plus six inches of range. So that's 30 inches, you know, or 24, so... Which is good for the shot with Brendan, plus one a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they've lost... Because you don't have the Lambent Light anymore, so you actually want to be it, getting man. some normal damage through, so that... You actually care about your wound rolls. Yeah, yeah. But I think the Lambent Light... The Lambent well, Light... Getting rid of Lambent Light is a the biggest nerf to Sentinels that they've seen. It's the biggest nerf to this book, apparently. Um, followed by needing line of sight, because between those two things, they were fucking pretty brain dead to play. Mm-hmm. Um... Now you're gonna actually have to move them. Um, mm-hmm. I think the unit's still good though. There's fucking no way it's bad. 170 points though. Yeah, I believe it is. I'll just double check that so I don't mislead the listeners. Yeah, I mean, 
still Heroes not from potential. 150, so 150 points. Yeah, Sorry, this, my bad. So the cheaper. Still good, bro. Um, yeah, and still can be a better line if you've got Wardens. Yeah. Speaking of Wardens, um, Wardens are the same. They've got Shining, oh, and same with Sensors, they've got Shining Company and their War Scroll. Yeah. Shining Company, you can now move, you can now run in charge with Shining Company. Yeah. Um, unlike previously, Wardens, um, 150 points that have gone up, Shining Company on their scroll, lost their champion once per game, two plus take D3 Mortal Wounds from the Lantern, <clears> which was situationally good, but. I would rather be able to be minus one and situational, so, whole, you know, the whole game. I'd rather much. that. Yeah, I'd, that, I'd that's, happily take that. That's fine. That's yeah. fine by me. Otherwise, they're the same. You know, you wouldn't <laughs> be too many changes on their battle line. Cheapest non-conditional battle line in the book at 150 points is ridiculous. Um, Stone Mages are cheaper, but you have to be, obviously, Stone Mage faction, so that's why I say non-conditional. Yeah. Because these guys are just straight battle line without any other caveats where... There is other cheaper battle line, but they have all caveats. Yeah. So, like, there's attacks. Um, what do we got next? Dawn Riders. Same, but they went up in points. How many points are they now? I think they're 140. Oh, yeah. They're still a good um, bounty hunter screen clearing unit. Yeah, I've honestly never fought too much Dawn Riders. Yeah. To be quite frank. But I don't know what the Kangaroos points value is at, and that's really their biggest competition. So Kangaroos are 10 more points than Dawn yeah, Riders. Yeah, I think, I think you're just going to take Kangaroos, aren't you? I think taking Dawn Riders might be good in like a unit of 10, but trying to keep those bases coherent Yeah. with one-inch reaches yeah. or two-inch on the lance, because I think that's where they would best be, is a unit of 10 just charging GVs, as you see yeah. in Bounty Hunters. Yeah, yeah, and just taking... Because two screens off at they once. get extra attacks against single models and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, I mean, you could land a light in, I mean, not land a light, speed a hush and go 28 inches. Yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Um, Star Shard Ballista, this got better. Um, and it also got a points increase, which is why people were like, why is that more expensive? Uh, so flat three attacks now, um, uh, twos, threes, three and two, D3 damage. Um, you still got the once per game subtract one from hit for something you shoot. Yeah. Uh, if you're shooting monsters, it's flat free damage instead of D3. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Still has a six inch um, ward. That's a six inch ward, six up ward. And uh, add six inches to the range if it's near another ballista or sentinels. So that takes it from 30 to 36. Um, move six inches. So, you know, effective 42 inch threat range, five wounds. Yeah, probably six and it's garbage, but it doesn't really matter because it's just a single unit. Um, and they are 130 points. So, I don't know if you take that over Sentinels. I think you might start seeing one or two of them. Yeah, I think you might see one or two Especially of them. Especially the battle tactics. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you could just replace 20 Sentinels with two of these guys and just them at the back of the board on an objective. Yeah. And the counters less models on the objective, obviously, but their range is better yeah but uh, and it rains better it's a flat 18 damage into monsters between so two of them if you max um, out yeah which is pretty juicy that ring too so um and they're also if you had two of them they're 40 points cheaper than you know 20 sentinels uh blade lords um everyone needs to buy blade lords um not because of the scroll uh but because they're situational battle line and yeah. they're cheap for the battle line they're 130 points for battle line so you'll need those 20 points trust me um, perfect strike now just does mortal wounds instead of auto hits. Mm -hmm. So, at most, um, so on a two plus, you just do a mortal wound, yeah. So, 
you get one attack per guy and two for the champ so at most you're doing six mortal wounds to a target on two plus for each of them which is not bad um the the other one is like it scales with how many people in front of you so instead of it being just count the double number of models within two inches i think it was it was um you get flat to attacks and then you get like an extra attack if there's five dudes and another attack if there's ten dudes and it caps out yeah and they got sun, no... they got sun metal now though eh? so that makes them a lot better yeah but there's no rent and they can't increase that sun metal as well so they can't like go to fives because they're actually not wizards the so lord regent can do it for them maybe actually yeah. maybe i'd have to yeah something yeah actually yeah i would need to double check that before confirming it yeah um and you've got the guardian rule now which they just take mortal wounds for another unit yeah. so that's pretty it's pretty good for a cheap battle line that shining has, company as well that right? has a role in keeping somebody alive and is better in combat than they previously were yeah so i mean like they could run into like a five wound hero and merc him statistically yeah you know six dice two ups mortal wounds yeah. so you know that would be handy um they don't do i serve them ignore magic they used to ignore magic on a four up pretty much. I don't think they do anymore. No, it doesn't look like it. They've just got Guardian instead. They're cheap though. Yeah, I would, I would, I'd say yes. And I believe it's 130. Um, oh, fuck. Please hold call up. Yeah, 130 for five. So for every scenario hero you have in this army, so scenario hero is a wizard. Mm hmm. Uh, you get one unit of these guys as battle line. So yeah. it's a caveat of having a scenario hero. Almost every Luminef army, except exclusively a Yometrica cow army, yeah. will have a scenario hero. Oh, almost for sure. Even your cow army probably has one. Yes, yeah, so you probably just have a cheap careful or yeah, something. Yeah. So what that means for um, Hurricane Temple is that if you had like an Enlightener, which you should, yeah. it means you've got access to a 130-point battle line. Yeah, yeah. Just one unit, though, but that's all you need. Yeah. And same again if you're doing, like, a checklist build, because you always have, like, a, um, you know, a scenario hero, so it just means your battle line gets slightly cheaper. Yeah. And so I think everyone needs probably at least one unit. If you're a loom left player and you don't already have Blade Lords, I think you need at least one unit of them. Um, two units, I think you might be pushing it a bit much, to be honest. Yeah. But, because you just run out of bodies and shit like that. Uh, Careful Art is still really good. Um, she came down a point, she's 110 points. That's same with the new G GHB update, or she 115. No, she's 110, sorry. Um, now, all the Scenari Wizards on foot just got a once per game cast on a nine. Yeah, that can't be unbound. Uh, can be unbound. Oh, can be unbound? Can't be modified. Uh huh. Okay, so sweet. this is back from the old scenario <clears throat> allegiance ability that you could sacrifice a spell in this turn to cast ex or to oh, cast a nine right. yeah. that no one ever used. So now what they've done is is they've just given every scenario wizard a once per game auto cast on a nine, which yeah. is just so fucking good. Yeah, it's great. So things like total eclipse that go off on a nine, you know, you're like sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Kefala is still a good cheap wizard. Yeah. Um, her spell, Darkness of Souls, still the same. It's still awesome. Uh, the Enlightener, which I spoke about earlier, is awesome. Um, I'm a big fan. She is 170 points and she is not unique. Oh, nice. Uh, so, what she does for 170 points is um, she has a range attack, 
who cares? She has a melee attack, who cares? Um, so she's got the once per game cast on a nine. Uh, and then once per turn, if this unit successfully casts a spell from the Law of Hirsch, and that spell is not unbound, you can roll a dice after the effect is applied on a free up. You can immediately resolve that spell for a second time. Uh, you cannot pick the same target that was picked for the spell in the first one. Yeah. So mm. where is this really good? Speed of Light is the immediate one that comes to me. Yeah. Because then you can make two units double move. Yeah, yeah. Specifically that's... kangaroos is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'll get into that a bit later. Um, people keep talking about Total Eclipse. I don't know how that really combos with Total Eclipse, to be honest, because I think Total Eclipse is just you spend two CP. Uh, it doesn't increase the CP must... cost by one. It turns yeah. one into two. Yeah. So your opponent must spend two command points to issue a command instead of one. So does that mean you'll do four? I wouldn't play uh, it that way. No, nah, at, at first thought, I wouldn't think it that way. Nah. I have no doubt that that's like a FAQ answer there because people are already talking about it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Um, I, I don't see any way in hell that double casting it with her makes one CP cost four CP, I think. No, I don't. No, that doesn't that say that. Doesn't, if it said double your CP use every time you use yeah. a CP then I'd say, okay, it multiplies, yeah, so it's yeah. 4 CP. Or add 1 but to it, it. Yeah, but it just says, every time you spend CP, it's 2 instead of 1. So I don't think you can interpret it that way. If no. they if they queue it and say, yeah, it's 4 CP, then that's probably your go-to, to be honest. Yeah. Because that effectively just turns off. No, yeah, nobody's using command abilities. Um, the other one is, that's really good on is um, Overwhelming Heat, which yeah. is half. It's got a range of 24. You could half two different units movement. So again, playing Iron Jaws, two units of pigs, both move four inches now, or whatever it is. Or yeah. how far do I move? Nine. Nine only. Yeah. So yeah, four and a half inch. More crusher, you know, and attacks from mortal wounds. Yeah. Um, so those two spells specifically are really good. Otherwise you've got your ward save and you can make shit ethereal if you wanted, but I don't really rate the ethereal spell. Uh, and then she's got the Twisting Teva spell, which is what Tubby was talking about earlier. So every time she picks a unit within, I think it's 12, which is shit range. Yeah. And it's your portal of her. Um, and every time the Enlightened attacks a wound, then you also allocate a wound to that other unit as well. So yeah. so it's wound. They don't get to make a save. They need a, a ward save to um yeah. to get around it. So I think that's um running running her with that artifact if you want like a sneaky pull your game back piece you know is um i think it's actually really fucking brutal yeah i think that's really good if you play like anything that comes into you hard nobody's going to be looking at your shitty little wizard thinking that they're going to run in and trade for your monster character more like crush uh Kragnos. no nah, Kragnos will ignore it with his spell. oh he would ignore it with his that's spell. it because yeah. i was thinking that too but um, um stone horns um <clears throat> eels you know he's yeah. moving stuff anything really anything high damage you'll immediately trade annihilators and not, and not lose yeah. your model which is um which is pretty fucking good yeah yeah i think that's i think it's a good spell it's a 12 inch range which means she's in trouble yeah um the cal Calgrave, if that's how you say it um i think it's still garbage the law seeker is not unique yeah but he's lost a lot of his jazz um so he also has a once per game auto nine, which yeah. is great. Uh, his lone agent works the same, so he gets plus one to save if he's more than nine away. Uh, he still sits up off the table. However, he only counts as ten bodies now instead yeah, of just holding. That's no, it's, his his 
the best part of the Lord's Seeker is gone now. Counting as 10 is not good. Yeah. Not good when you're paying points for that ability, and that's the real reason that you're taking your Lord's Seeker. It's, he doesn't work anymore like that. And I'm pretty adamant he is still... Uh, he's 160 points. Yeah, nah. So the whole reason you used to take him is to deploy him next year to your opponent and Lambert Light people, yeah. and then hold that objective. Yeah. Um, he can't really do any of that now. No. You get two monsters on there, they're going to kill him. You get some conquerors on there. You get five conquerors on there. Yeah. You can't outscore him. He's not as good. No. He's, no. You probably won't see him a whole lot, you know. Uh, all right. Cowboy. Um, so non-named character, Alaris Spirit of the Mountain. These guys got better, but they also got significantly more expensive, which I... is a real... Yeah, it's honestly a real sad thing. I don't like this cow. I like the other one. I think the other one's great. I think this one's. I don't know why you'd take him over the other one. You got two more wounds. Yeah, and that's about it, from what I understand. Yeah. And do they always have rent two on their uh, big slappy hammers? So he did. Yeah. The non-named one. Oh, the non-named one. Did oh, it. sorry, the named one, the special one. Yeah. Had rent one. Yeah. Um. So these guys will still hurt a whole lot in combat. I'm just trying to see if there's anything that I've missed here because there might have been a subtle change. Um, still ignores rain one. Add one to the attack if he didn't um, charge. Uh, oh, the thing he might have changed is fight at full profile when there's an extra stone mage. It's, it's still there. Oh, is it still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Still makes him minus one to hit. Uh, and he has a command ability as well, which, from what I understand, uh, is, is still the same. It's plus one attack to yeah. the elves. Yeah, stone elves. Yeah. Um, oh, his geomantic boss is 25 inches. I think it used to be 30 inches. Yeah. Which is his one ranged attack, which is, you're not taking him for that, but it's a Ren 2 D6. Yeah, it's attack, just a so nice little extra could. thing. Yeah, I mean, when it goes through it, it, it hurts. Um, next, we've got Stone Mage, who you're going to have to take if you played Alarif. So, yeah. um, you know, I think you're taking you two if you're playing Alarif, to be honest. Yeah, I think... I would. Yeah, I think... I agree. You you take him with Stone Guard. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, as he's babysitting Stone Guard on objectives, right? Yeah. So, what does he do? So, he's still a wizard. Still a one cast wizard. Oh, sorry, just quickly. Uh, the cow was. Can you just fill some air wire? Oh, one, 380 points. Yeah. So I think he's gone up by about 40 points, yeah. if I remember correctly. Um, Which is pretty standard now for monsters, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I don't think. I think if he had more attacks, he'd be better. Um, but I think he's lacking in attacks. To, um, it's four attacks, five damage. Yeah, but five attacks if he doesn't move. Yeah, and then he kicks you off his hooves. Yeah, the other guy's forty points more for two more attacks. So, yeah, and that's ten more damage. So yeah, I'd pay that all day. Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. So, Stone Mage. Uh, yeah, he still cast one spell. He's four up save. I think that might have got better from a five up. Yeah. Um, I didn't play Stone in the prior two books, so no. If I do get something wrong here, guys, I do apologize because it's definitely not something I'm overly familiar with. Uh, start of the combat phase, you can say that this unit will adopt a stone stance. Uh, if you do so, this unit and any friendly stone guard units within 12 of this unit cannot make pile in moves. 
in that phase. However, until the end of that combat phase, improve the ring characteristic of their melee weapons by one. So another reason you take them with Stone Guard. Yeah, I think it's really good because you can get the Stone Guard a heap of attacks and what's not doing mortals can now be at rend one or rend two. So yeah, Stone Guard's definitely the unit that you can layer the most buffs on. Oh, absolutely. That artifact that gives them an extra command trait gives them an extra wound, right? Yeah. So that's plus one to their wound. Yeah. Artifact for plus one two wound. Yeah. Now you've got a stone mage giving them plus one rend. Plus one rend. And the cows and give them the cows an extra attack. Yeah. So a unit of ten or so could really probably fuck to be honest. Yeah. Um and he's also got the, you know, ignore rend one. Um and then his Spell's pretty good for a five, to be honest. Um, half movement characters can't fly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, range of 18. Cool. Stone guard. Four inch move. Still garbage. Two wounds. Four up save. Um, they've just homogenized their attacks, which is great. So two attacks, three, 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 one damage, one. Um, one every five. You know, it can be a standard bearer. Um, ignores the rend one. This unit has a four up ward save against mortal wounds. While it's contesting an objective that uh objective that you control. Yeah. So you have to control it. You just expert conquerors them though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you get a free unit to ten expert conquerors yeah, or whatever. You get a you get a four up board save for taking expert conquerors is pretty good trade to me. Yep, and you got a crushing blow now, so um on a six to hit it's a mortal wound. Yeah. And um in addition to the other damage, which is really good. Yeah. So previously it used to be like Two different profiles and a six to hit would be a mortal wound or a six to wound would be extra damage yeah which was i always hate those like two wound ones they're just a mess yeah um i, I think this unit is actually pretty fun to me because you've got the good mortals you can ramp them up to fives you're going to be rent two on most of your attacks you can give them fucking heaps of attacks i think they're super survivable um i think it's definitely a list worth them um, with fucking around with now whereas before it was kind of just a meme i don't die but i don't really do any damage now you don't die and you do damage damage you're just slow as fuck that's yeah that's your downside so my biggest concern about this right is that this the war scroll in isolation is for 120 points i think it's good yeah like for 120 points on the value chart i think it's probably you know like a 7 out of 12 or whatever you want to call it yeah like it's like it's above average right yeah 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 however my concern is that a lot of the multipliers come from other units as well. Yeah. So, I mean, the Stone Mage in isolation is is, is providing three different buffs. Yeah. So if you lose your Stone Mage, how does that unit perform? Because these guys can get buffed up to the nines, which yeah. will be fucking amazing. You'll just be roided up. And all those buffs, you don't need to cast spells. No. The only caveat is you have to be within a range. Yeah. And they just happen. That's yeah. the best sort of buffs. Yeah. Buffs that just work for no reason. Yeah. Um, and the same with the cows. It's command ability. So, yeah. yeah, I'll be I'll be really interested to sort of I I'll be tempted to get a stone guard army now. Yeah. Um, and I'll be keen to give it a go because hopefully we shouldn't get a new book for another nine months at least. So, you know, like we'll see. I think it is a good unit. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm definitely encouraging to see more of them. They just feel a little bit fire slayers to me, to be honest. Oh, bro, they're totally fire and slayers. I, I, I think I fucking, and as an opponent that played against a lot of fire slayers, 
fucking hated playing fire slayers yeah right they're they're elf fire slayers that's yeah exactly the that's, way i'd explain them that's my biggest concern but they're, is that, they're tougher <laughs> is that you're going to get 10 dudes in an objective that just don't die and yeah. don't do too much damage back yeah and then if you kill their supporting hero that's holding their hand yeah i mean at least the fucking stone mage looks well different to the stone guard so you actually know what <laughs> what the fuck's going on and a cow doesn't look like a magnet drop so you know <laughs> Right, what's next as I try to get a cheeky uh, vapor? The big cow. Avalanor. Av- oh, yeah, Avalanor. Yep, the Stone King. So 16 yeah. wounds. Love that. This is the one I'd take. Yeah, that's a good that's a good bracket there. 16 wounds. Um, has to take 7 wounds before he starts losing his effectiveness. So yeah. his range attack's sort of same, except it's 25 inches. I'm pretty adamant it was 30. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. One attack, uh, freeze 2 is ring 2d6. So don't rely on it, but if you pop someone on the head that would be awesome uh his combat profile better yeah. range two inches on his hammers uh, fantastic six attacks freeze hit freeze to wound so you can't buff that to twos you could buff it to freeze to hit the um i mean two to hit not twos to wound. the artifact gives plus one to all it wasn't just Was it all it, it wasn't just elf? elf keyword no so you'd get him are twos. you sure i'm pretty sure you have a look now yeah yeah um, but you just keep telling the listeners yeah. what that means if that's true so it's six attacks twos twos if i'm right ren two five damage so there's 30 damage on his um on his up top attack which is really good and even when he's degrading if you've got a stone mage around he's still doing flat five damage so um that's nice as well as the standard eumetrica stuff ignoring the rent am i right uh no unfortunately so it's oh, Alarif, which Alarif referred no he is Alarif. what am i talking about you're right ah. Yeah, I was going to say Alarif refers to the Stone Elf, but I'm not that up to the lore. Yeah. So, although I have read all the fucking Lumineff books, and to be honest, they're pretty fucking boring. Um, they're all the same, same. <clears throat> so no, you're right. 100%. Keep going, Tommy. Yeah. Keep going with that. And then he's just got an uh, extra little bonus thing the other guy doesn't have. Um, unmodified hit rolls of 6 to a modern addition, so it's just more damage. Um, and the same command ability as the other cow, which is... Um, pick d3 elf units and give them plus one attack so yeah. i think the other cow has picked one where this one's picked d3 yeah i, I don't or see is it the, way take the other cow yeah because he over this he used to do d3 this might be a hold up from the other book actually because yeah. he he used to give d3 and the other one used to give one so i might just be crossing my wires um i think they have the same command ability name as well so you can't give that same command ability to yeah. unit twice um i think you take him and another cow I, but I think you, if you're looking to cut points, you drop the other cow. Yeah. Because I think he's has also, uh, his Guardian of Hish ability is better because it's just all units within 12 is minus one. Yeah. Instead of the other cow, I think it's just pick a unit within 12. So it's yeah. only one. So it's an aura ability. So yeah, six tags, potentially twos with a all out or yeah. Titanic or just an Aether Quartz. Yeah. And they're bravery 10, so I don't care about lower bravery. No, not a single fuck. Um, Two's to wound with that artifact. Yeah. Ren two flat five damage. Yeah. Um, what is that six attacks base? But if he doesn't charge, then it's seven. Seven attacks. Uh only downside is he doesn't have a ward save. No, yeah, that Literally, is actually uh but you could take a careful given protection of Hish, auto cast it on a nine, yeah. Five up ward save. Yeah. So it's a free up, ignore Ren two, five up ward. Um I agree, I think he's really good. Yeah. And I've only got one cow and it's built like him. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you, I, I think the only issue is you have to use him in your metrica. 
Oh, autos, totally. Or autos buffs. You can't. No, nah, fuck taking any. I wouldn't take any of those models outside of Eumetrica. You yeah, might as well double done. down on everything you get. Yeah. And then Eumetrica buff, even if your heroes are dead, you're still ignoring up to Ren too. So yeah, um, it, it, you're getting something for nothing and you can still get your ward saved. So um, no, nah, I think if I was looking at doing like a stone army, I'd be like an Enlightener chick, um, two stone guard, this dickhead. Um, take the artifact loadouts that I was talking Never about talked before about, yeah. with the four up on the guy giving the, mm -hmm. the plus one wounds and the uh, uh the yeah plus one wound and then the the other one with the plus one two wound. Yep. Um it's a little confusing, eh? When you got plus one wound, yeah, plus one oh wait up. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then I'd take like two blocks of ten or even two blocks of fifteen, I don't know what the points work out of the stone guard guys himself and then i'll take a unit of those blade lords um because you've got the enlightener to get away with it and then just fill up the rest with um maybe something with mobility or the rune or something like that yeah, and you can just double double cast that spell from the enlightener and get an inch, eight why inch you move take wise. the fucking enlightener yeah which all of a sudden makes their um their movement significantly better yeah um but yeah i'd probably only be taking two units and a cow um, and then just a few buff pieces and fill up the rest. Yeah, with some range threat of some description about spells or or shooting. Yeah, I um, I have done a cowless. Make people come to you. Yeah, I did write a cowless a few weeks ago, which I can't remember where I saved it. I think it's on an Excel sheet at my work or something. I don't know. Um, but I think you have to take two stone majors because you need one to babysit the stone guard. Yeah, who's got all the loadout, you know, the yeah. artifact and the tray. And then you take another stone mage who's naked, yeah. and he follows uh, the cows, yeah. so they fight at full profile, because they do degrade pretty quickly. Yeah. Or they um, follow the cows and stone mages who are going into combat, yeah. and he just gives the uh, stone mages you know, the buffs and the cows buffs as well. Yeah. So I think you kind of have to take two to yeah. get the most out of it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take um, two. You're already going all in, you may as well take and the free bus from nothing and the stone mage isn't actually that expensive he's 120 points that's this is pretty good that's Especially realistically real cheap for a four up ignoring up to rent two with a cast yeah. and a plus one rent buff like that's that's yeah, pretty, damn pretty pretty wicked he also um was a half movement as well so yeah for a spell so it gives you the opportunity to maybe pick your engagements a bit better yeah because your army's slow as shit but yeah. if you've got an license i'm doubling your move twice um or not can't be resolved on the same model so yeah you know then i think that's pretty i think that's pretty good downside about elvlenor he's 420 points so he's going up he's a leader he's behemoth he's unique i think he does 420 points with the damage though and, he feels like an old and, school 420 points pieces. yeah combat fuckstick yeah 16 wounds i'm a big fan of because yeah. i think that's enough to really cause some trouble um can't heal outside of heroic recovery mm -hmm. with bravery 10 is pretty cool and um the wind spell so yeah if you had a techless or a wind mage or i don't know why you'd run a wind mage in this no and techless and him together is half your army um all right Moving on. So stone stuff, pretty good, is the review from us, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, looking at the book, um, from what Sean's told me and from what I've seen, I'd be playing either Stone Guys or Kangaroo Army. Yeah. Um, I think Techless and Sentinels has seen its day. Um, 
yeah it's you've just played it for the last fucking two years or however long this book's been out it's only now gotten worse essentially so yeah it I'd, has. I'd play the new interesting luminef that you haven't been playing for the last two years um that's better than it was before yeah. yeah yep um i agree my only concern is that they don't have any um ability to as i've said a number of times been made fun of reach out and touch your opponent yeah uh you know early in the game yeah if you've got a cow you've got a 25 inch stone yeah yep. one shot a couple of ballistas or something though yeah you could actually that might be a good shout because mm. they're cheap enough yeah but just something to like you know if you're being fed screens of shit yeah. like horrors that you have to get through before you get to the lord of change yeah you know you want to be able to or if you are playing fire slayers in the mirror <clears throat> match yeah you know then you want to be able to pick off that hero so um i don't know i always like the ability to hit something across the board so i hate why well, i play the corn and corn's purely combat yeah hate the idea of getting stuck on shit i don't want to fight yeah totally um eleanor and Elorof, if that's how you say their names twins um i'm pretty sure they're the same they're the same like they're they're the like what are, what are their what are their points now because like the unit i've never 260 yeah the yeah. unit i've never liked in luminef i don't see why you'd take it in luminef but as an ally into other order factions without decent casters this is a pretty good caster um, so two two casts and, and two, two casts and plus one um some cool attacks and some cool line abilities but um yeah and i think they're just locked to a little Eleanor, yeah, as I said as well. I think they're so just you a bit get plus two out of points. like you know Zytrek. Oh uh, yeah, they're two sixty. Yeah, I think they're a really unique unit. I've used them a couple of times, but never got the most out of them. Well, the worst, the last thing I want is when I like kill a unit, they have to teleport away from it. Yeah, that's annoying. Like, that's fucking annoying, yeah. man. Like, oh, but yeah, I don't think you're Sam to be honest. No, I think they got some cool rules. All right, wind stuff, wind mage, hurricane wind mage. All right, let's start talking about potentially the best spammy units in the game. Uh, so we'll start with the wind mage. Uh, he's same, 16 minch move, fantastic, five up, save, shut. Um, gets plus one to save against shooting, and he can bounce mortals back with a nine if you shoot him. One cast wizard. Um, so all the LRF have moved like the wind now. Sorry, not LRF, hurricane. Yeah. So all the wind guys. So previously when it was an allegiance ability that when you charged, you didn't have to pile in closer and you got an extra three inches to pile in. So a six inch pile in. Yeah. Uh, now that's just on the war scroll for all of them. So like showing company as well. So when you pile in, you don't have to pile into the closest thing. And if you charge, you can pile in six inches. Yeah. So you just make your fucking rules up when you move around. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wind leap. So this is a wind charger one. So this is a whole earth and six. You can move six and fly, which is what we talked about before you take the artifacts. Yeah, the command traits make it a whole different 24. Way better. Uh, Wind Vortex is a spell that your cast and forget to use. <laughs> so it goes off on a five. Uh, so it's an arcane bolt. Yeah. Better. Um, but also worse at the same time. Yeah. Goes off on a five, so easy as. Um, and then a range of nine. And what happens is it goes off at the, in your shooting phase. Yeah. So you get to move. Yeah. So you got 16 inches of move plus nine inches of range. Yeah. So you got 25 inches for it. So yeah. Bit of arcane bolt. Um, and then you pick a unit on a two plus you take D3 model ones. So if you don't roll it to it, it sucks. Yeah. But if you combo it out with that shitty artifact I was talking about where once per game you just do mortal wounds. Yeah. 
which I think you'll need because I think the wind army, the hurricane army, buries people in the shooting phase with a volume of attack. Yeah, but no mortals. And yeah, so the mortals will be handy to yeah. like instead of having to deal with a lookout, sir. Yeah, just to trying to pop a hero. Um, the thing I didn't like about this this um model was in the previous book just that holieth and six range um, yeah. to get your wind charges going faster because like cool you could pick them up and yeet them somewhere but then once they're yeeted over there you've lost your buff mm. um and i don't know if they still have a way to do it now but how they should be able to yeet back and forward and fly and do yeah. that sort of stuff um but now obviously you can add 18 inches to that which is ridiculous yeah um, so i think yeah this model's good yeah 120 points as well yeah yeah good so for something that's going to be your general yeah. 120 points yeah it's really good um same with the stone mage actually all the foot heroes are pretty cheap to be honest yeah they are it doesn't make any sense to me that all the foot heroes are cheap but everything else is yeah whatever maybe that's the internal balance they're going for yeah Right, wind mages. I mean, wind charges. Sorry. So kangaroos is what we've been calling them. That's when we say kangaroos. That's what we're referring to as the hurricane wind charges. So essentially the same. Uh, Twelve inch, so fourteen inch move. Yeah. Um, two attacks each. Three 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 and one damage one. Mm -hmm. You don't get. So previously you used to ignore cover saves. Yeah. Now you ignore ward saves. Yeah. Way so, better. Which is way, way better. better. Um, this unit. It doesn't fly, but it does fly. Yeah. Um, and it has the same pile and stuff. Yeah. They lost the ring two in combat on the bows? Yes, but they've still got the three inch still bow three attack, inch. so it's one attack, three, three. So you can charge something pile backwards. And, yeah. You know. So let's talk about wind charges. So how did they get good? Their war scroll inherently isn't that good yeah. by itself. This is another stone mage situation. So what we're going to do is we're going to spam him. Yeah. We're going to take ideally two units of 15. So you got 30 wind charges. Yeah. So in isolation, those 30 wind charges are 62 shots. Because mm -hmm. they're two shots piece and champ gets an extra shot. Yeah. You put them in hurricane, um, hurricane temple. Yeah. So when they're within six of a unit, you get an extra shot each. So that's 62 goes to 92 shots across two units. Yeah. You go, oh, 12 inch range, that sucks. And you go, yeah, it does. Put them next to a wind mage yeah. with that battle trait, so they go to, from fourteen inch to sixteen inch. So they got an effective twenty eight inch range down. Yeah, and they fly when they do. And they get a proper fly, eh? not just a yeah. crane fly. Yeah, yeah. So that way, you should be moving twenty eight and yeah. getting in range. Or, well, sorry, you should be moving sixteen to get in range of someone. Yeah, I know there are some deployments where you can't do this, but even if your opponent deep deploys and you get to choose, you can make them go first because your army's way fucking quicker. Yeah. Additionally, you take an Enlightener, yeah. and you run Speed of Hush on that Enlightener. That goes off on a 5. Oh, wait, the Enlightener can autocast on a 9? Yeah. Oh, do I pop a Freab? Can I double resolve that? Yeah, I can. Yeah. So that both those units of wind charges are now moving 32 inches. Flying. <laughs> flying and shooting at 12 inches. Yeah, yeah. So that's a 48-inch effective threat range, which in this game, in our scenarios that we have it, it's just quick enough to be wherever you need them to be. Yeah, 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 totally. The issue is they will die on the counter. Yeah, because so you, you want to put them within within six, six, right? So you get the double tap. And, and then you're you... not shooting what's in front of you as well. You're shooting what's behind <clears throat> it. Yeah. Because if you shoot what's in front of it, you're going to lose plus one attack to everything else in your army. Yeah. And then so... what, you realistically charge them, pull them back to the three-inch line, 
make your combat attacks. So there's a couple of ways you can go about it. So because they are glass, they're five up wound, they're five up save of two wounds apiece and a bravery of seven. Yeah. They do get a reroll bravery, I'm pretty sure, from their banner. Yeah. But you're going to be CPing it. But they're going to, the whole point of this combo is that you're putting 92 shots into something yeah. and you're killing enough of your opponent. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, when you're running this sort of combo, you'll have two foxes with you at least. Yeah. Which, if they're in range as well, is going to be another 10 shots at rent or free D3 damage. Yeah. So it's just going with the narrative of spamming and removing enough of your opponent's army. Yeah. Because if you can't kill whatever you do this to, they will die in return. Yeah. Unless you're on a double turn, then that would be amazing for you, right? Yeah. But if you're going first turn, alpha bombing, you know, playing some Iron Jaws, they'll they'll bomb you if you go first. If you go first, you might be able to kill some shit. That's exactly what it's for. Yeah. Um, your target priority is very important, so bait out a, you know, all that defense with a fox first. Don't go immediately with your unit that shoots 46 shots. Um, your freeze and freeze, you can get that to twos. Yeah. With a lookout, sir. I mean, not lookout, sir. What am I talking about? With an all-out attack. Yeah. You can use an A for courts on the other units to make them twos to hit as well. Yeah. Um, and then if you've got a triumph, then you make twos to wound. Yeah. So, and, you know, Stormcast heroes that have good ward saves that are tricky to get rid of, but obviously, not they go straight through them. Um, and then if you dump the Hurricane Wind Mage's dumb artifact and dumb spell on top of them as well, it's some mortal wounds to chip away. How you play it if your opponent's going second, so you have to kill everything there. And as you said, you can charge the screen afterwards, Tubby, if you like. Yeah. And pull back, or you can just let them get charged and overwatch. Yeah. Um, and shoot another 36 shots. Yeah. I mean, 46 shots or whatever it is. Um, and I think that's how you play them. Yeah, that's a, that's a strong thing for sure. They die. They will die, but they will. They should. With that number of shots, you're talking over a hundred shots a turn between yeah. them and the foxes. Mage and the foxes, and they're all at least rending. Yeah. And I think the mass hammer I've done on it is about 60 wounds a turn because yeah. they're just so reliable against the four up save. So yeah. 60 wounds a turn is normally enough to just significantly hurt your yeah, opponent's yeah, arm. Shit, yeah. And obviously, getting rid of the wards is giant because yeah. there's so many units which are reliant on their wards for um yeah like their wards players, you know all that sort of shit so yeah. um they're 150 points in battle line only um hurricane yeah which is fine yeah um i think for the list that i had written you have a wind mage you have two units of 15 of them so they're 450 points for a unit of 15 you have severith you have a regular fox and you have to have a unit of blade lords and you have an enlightener and the Blade Lords is your third battle line, and the Enlightenment gives you the ability to, to speed a hush it, because she's the only one who has access to it. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of wind charges in that combo, and I think that's essentially the best list we've just rented off. Alright, I think I've waxed on for a minute about the wind charges enough. Um, but I believe that's, yeah, again, in my mind, the best army... And the book is that yeah you're literally going for the strategy of yeet can i get first of all you've got to get yami low enough drops and i think you can get it to a two or a three drop if i remember correctly um when i wrote the list and you can deep deploy because you can go so much faster than your opponent yeah you've got enough redundancies that you're going to get a speed of hush off reliably yeah 
the only question is, can you pop a... Because you've got the shrine. The shrine gives you rerolls to cast. Yeah, you can, can auto-cast it. Yeah, the, spe- the spell is holy from 18, so you can put your lights on way deep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only question is, can you pop the free up, as you said? Yeah. And if you can pop the free up, then it's magic out. If you can't pop the free up, then depending on how far away you are, I mean, you're still going 16 inches yeah. at a minimum and flying. Um, and I think it's just a full aggro tactic of you drop low enough and you out-deploy your opponent's threats and you give them first turn and then you just move up and try double turn. It's a real dumb strategy. It's not. I'm not rewriting the wheel here, <laughs> but it's literally just how can we have the most output in the Luminef army because that's what I've personally been looking at. Yeah. Trying to build lists with just the most output these days. And Techless and Friends doesn't give you the most output. And Stoneguard give you output, but they're so fucking slow. And if yeah. you get no delivery method, whereas the Foxes... Foxes do. The, sorry, Foxes and Kangaroos yeah. absolutely do. Because they've got the movement inbuilt. And yeah. they only rely on a couple of buffs yeah. that should... Go off. go off yeah because you have a for courts of plus one a cast that goes and it goes up on a five you've got to reroll from the shrine or you can just once per game do it for free yeah so yeah and if you're going to yeet first turn you're going to put her out of range and you're just going to auto cast it well that's it i think like i think you try and go there's no point even taking the risk if you're just yeah. going to alpha you just keep her out of range and you just auto cast it and it's done yeah i think if someone can alpha you because these guys have no defense at all so yeah. they will die yeah like, if you're playing Iron Jaws and you're the same drops and yeah. you've got choice, I think you go first and you just try kill as many pigs or more crusher as you can. Yeah. And you should kill a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and if you are... Um, or if you have choice and they can't alpha you and yeah. hurt you first turn, then you just go for a double shoot you up turn. Because then that's 200 shots in two turns. Yeah. Which should table most armies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should. should yeah you know, being the word. Um, if not tabling, then severely fucking up. And it's all reliable shooting. Yeah. Anyway, Severus Foxes, let's move on. Uh, big changes here. Uh, he's still moves really fast, so 24 inches. Still 5 up, 5 up save. Um, shoot, shooting's still the same. 4 attacks, 2 3, 3 and 3, D3 damage. What has he lost is probably the best thing to say. Yeah. So the biggest obvious one is uh, he can't move in the enemy hero phase, uh, enemy movement shooting phase. Yeah. Good chance. So all the foxes can't move in your opponent's turn. They can move in your turn twice. Yeah. Not in your opponent's turn. <clears throat> yeah. It's a it's a fair change. Honestly, yeah. it's a it's a as a Luminef player who did play foxes at a couple of events. Um. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely a balance correction it sucks to see it go because it was just so fucking fun crutchy yeah <laughs> but but um i think it's it's totally fair yeah it's totally totally fair um they don't heal near a win mage anymore as well yeah they used to heal d3 i think it was if they're within 12 of a win mage in your hero phase um they also can't stop you piling in which is the other big one yeah so they don't reduce your pile into one inch anymore. But they can still pile in wherever they want. They right? can still pile wherever they want. Yeah. But they're going to get hit in combat now. Yeah. So essentially, as an opponent playing against them, you should feel way better knowing that A, I can move up and they're not going to move 12 inches away. Yeah. And B, if they charge me, I will get a chance to retaliate. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And they come down to points. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're cheaper. Because they'd lost, well, they lost, you know, 
the the no the the moving in your opponent's shooting phase was always like a why the fuck was it ruled that way the no piling is um is the biggest thing that they've lost yeah well dude so moving in your opponent's phase and the piling apparently was worth like 40 points in rules writing yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they come down 40 points or so i think it is several has um nothing else to say there he's still very good what's he like 300 points oh then? sorry it's 320 i think he used to be 360 yeah um, or he used to be, yeah, 320, was he 360 or 340? He was in 340, yeah. So he has come down. Um, so normal foxes, yep. spirited wins, um, exactly the same as what they previously were. Yeah. Apply what we just talked about to Severus to them. So they can't move in shooting face or the opponent. Yeah. Can't stop you piling in and they don't get a heal next to a win mage. Yeah. How many points? Uh, they also came down in points. So, so they were, they were 240. Or 245. They weren't that cheap, were yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Fight me. They're 250. They came down in points, so they weren't... I think they were 270 or 280. Really? Yeah, check the app. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking the app. Because mm. both foxes have come down. Both Severif and um, Hum have come down in points. 250. 280, were they? Were those dickheads fill up? What sort of slot? Um, They're a leader. Oh, they're a leader slot? Yeah, they're a leader. Um. So they were two sixty five. Yeah. So they yeah. come down twenty five. Come down twenty five points. Yeah, I think Severus came down thirty or forty. Yeah. Um. Still excellent at shooting. Yeah. 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 yeah, sure, yeah. Just not as. You should just feel better when you're playing like, with them as yeah. a Lumineth player. Um, and then we get into the uh, like the Warcry Warbands or yeah. whatever they're called. I actually haven't even looked at these. No, so. neither have I. So we'll just skip them, I guess. <laughs> twin stones in the spells. Um, twin stones. I don't really know if it has a use, man. Like it still works the same yeah. since they changed it. So it's a once per game. Then it just dis- not yeah. once per game, once per thing. Then it dispels. So you cast spells near it. It powers up, um, and then you can use that to add to a cast. And then after that, it gets dispelled. Yeah. So, 50 points, I think they're just way too much points. Um, not bad. Um, the Centrum of Amontok, if that's how you pronounce that, um, I believe is still the same. You, you, you never saw, saw it previously, it. you no. never will see it. Only works on your small little heroes who more than ever want to be holding hands with everyone else. Um, it's also 50 points. The best in the spell yeah. is still Rune, and yeah. it's still 40 points. Yeah, it's so true. Which is ridiculous. It's just fucking nuts. Um, what does Rune do? Set up Holy of an 18. Goes off on a 8, isn't it? Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Which is really good. Good, because you don't because, want to get dispelled. Because it's hard to dispel, because yeah. then you have to roll 9. Yeah. Uh, and it's still the same. So it's start and end the movement phase. Roll... Um, a four up for every enemy unit within six of it, and on a four up they take three mortal wounds. In addition, minus one run charge. Yeah. So you drop it on the middle objective or an objective that's been contested. If your opponent wants <clears> to be they're just objective, gonna they're going to get they're going to get tickled every turn. Yeah. Um, forty points. Like so sometimes so you do. Cheap. Yeah, sometimes you do find forty points. Um, take it with a tickless. You can obviously auto cast it mm. whenever he's at. You take it with a um, scenario wizard. They can use it once per game auto. You know, it's really good just to even 
it's even good just to deter people from going on to that objective. Yeah, totally. Make them, you might totally on objective, just make them sit there and get slapped in the face. Like mm. you put it in the middle so that they can't, um, they can't dodge it. Yeah, especially so. if you're playing against like an army that only has one or two wizards and mm. they don't want to spend an, a dispel to maybe dispel on it. something to do a nine. Yeah. You know, so quite often you can tag an objective and then drop this on that objective next turn and move off it. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, I want to go score that objective because I just need to get a model on it. But as soon as I touch it, I'm getting tagged. So, um, or if you have the range, you can drop it in someone's front lines right away, you know, teleport a guy up. Shove it in front of like an Iron Jaws army, it's pulled up, you know, it's pre vols. Um, Shrine, last thing we need to look at. Um, it's the same. The same? Yeah. Yeah. So once per turn, you get a, a reroll um, for a hero. Um, has to be a hero as well, so not your yeah. wardens, not shit like that. Um, within 12, and then if someone's within it, then a reroll within 24. It's fucking massive and huge. Yeah. Uh, once per battle uh round as well uh you get a free cp if you've got someone in there yeah you can issue a command for free yeah that's good. um and it becomes impassable i believe and defensible yeah so you can garrison it and when it's garrison and i believe it's impassable i don't know the so a couple of things about the shrine it's a pain in the ass to set up in your territory and someone in missions that yeah. have um shitty or battle plans that have shitty deployments and if there's lots of terrain, it becomes an issue because there has to be fringes from terrain and objectives and blah, blah, blah. The ranges are pretty big on it, though. It's a pr it's got a big footprint mm. as well. Um, quite often, I don't have mine garrisoned because you don't want a garrison at the back of the board. Yeah. Um, however, it is also handy for the likes of if you're putting... You could put a Wind Mage in there, for an example, and yeah. all you do is extend his 24-inch bubble yeah, for, by having a, big by having a bigger yeah. footprint. Um, same with like protection of hash spells like that. Yeah, you know, um, you chuck in a an alliance in it, mm -hmm. and there, boom, chuck that on your whole earth and nine inch bubble becomes more like a whole earth and sort of or 13, 14 maybe. Yeah. Um, still an amazing piece of scenery for free. Yeah, it's good. There's it's there's good. no caveats. You take it, and there's no reason not to take it. You should always have at least one wizard, even if you're playing stone mages. Yeah, those you know you're playing Elrith. You've still got one free reroll. You've, you've always got a wizard in the Lemonhead Army. It's... Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, a wizard hero, sorry. Yeah. Um, so you can't complain. And then if you chuck a, you chuck someone in there, you get a free CP, a battle round, essentially. Yeah. Um, it means you don't run out of CP as quick. It's it's great. So that's that's the book. Yeah. That's everything. How do you feel? Uh, yeah, it's not as good, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't it's think it's nicer to play against as the feedback I've had. Yeah. I don't think it's been I wouldn't say it's been nerfed. I'd say it's it's been corrected. I'd say it's it's objectively been nerfed, but it's more of a correction yeah. because the shit that it, it nerfed was like extremely shitty things. Yeah. Like being able like, to stop you charging in and stop you you know, the foxes specifically. It's it's nerfed like and Lambent Lights is consistent because they've got rid of all the rerolls, so yeah. they were obviously going to get rid of that. So that's consistent behavior. It's it's nerfed a couple units, but it's brought a couple units up higher than they were before. So I think it's fine. I'd be happy as Larry if I was a, a Lumineth player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's um, it's definitely not as good, but I'd it's I still think it's like an average army to be honest, man. Like I think it's in like. 
in that 50 to 45 percent win rate probably depending on what you're playing yeah i think it's free two for one army i think you can still win if you're really you know if you play it really well yeah 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 you play techless is still good um he protects your army against like magic you know which is a big thing at the moment with zench and endless spells making a resurgence um, so that's so here's a place the only issue of a techless army is it's hard to find a lot of damage yeah a lot of output um because you're previously you're relying on 30 sentinels to do like 20 mortal wounds to a unit which yep. would normally kill a unit whereas now you may be looking for wardens to charge or you may even just chuck them in a win faction which i don't know why you would but i mean actually i do know why you would because then he busts all them and he gives them protection and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it makes him not but squishy. he's more. just a lot of points and takes yeah. a lot of out of that. Yeah. Stone Guard look cool and yeah. they look interesting and they've been buffed up and there have been some point hikes on the cows, which I think are, to be honest, pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, monsters generally are getting more expensive and they got a couple more wounds. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty generously bracket as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty, it's um, pretty good. I think you will start seeing Stone Guard armies. My only concern is again, how can you affect something across the board? You know, like if you had, like, let's just say, I know it's not overly relevant now, but yeah. it's an example that comes to mind. But like a corn demon prince sitting like twenty inches from or eighteen inches from your, your from your line. Yeah, and you're like, I can't get to that guy because I've got all the shit in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't know how you just get that synergy piece at the back yeah that's my concern i think um, i think it plays i think there's two ways you can play the game at the moment either one of them is you grab your whole fucking army and do as much damage to the armies you possibly can or in the reverse because you don't get rewarded for getting up massively on points anymore you play a yeah. conservative list that that takes the player off by the end of the game um yeah. There's, and you just have to score same same yeah yeah there's um so you either dick them kill them all or you just play the game out and grind damage them off and play like very conservatively so there's no point in my eyes pushing hard early because you can't get up like you're used to and like we've seen it this weekend we watched i watched jimmy play for the last like three games pretty mm. much um just because I was sitting on the top tables, making sure those guys are all good and didn't wander around. Um, and he played conservatively for the first three or four turns of his games, and it was looking like his opponent's winning. Um, and he just chipped them down by the end of it and just, yeah, scored battle tactic 1-2, sometimes more, but normally just battle tactic 1-2. And by the end of the game, they didn't have an answer. Yeah, they mean, weren't scoring. They scoring didn't have the game strat. Yeah. You can make up... Um, those bonus points you're not scoring from um from not getting hold more by just getting your grand straight and denying your opponents if you're playing chill on the first three turns so um yeah it was, it was interesting to see um that sort of mindset be played to such high such a high standard yeah um because typically there's a lot of people either doing the big yeet do as much damage as you can which is just definitely, definitely viable. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You can absolutely do that. Essentially, just um, stops your opponent scoring from ten two or three onwards. Yeah, on how well you can do it. Yeah, and then people coming in with the the OG mindset where they yeet, they don't have all the damage on the planet. Um, they get up hard early, but then they end up losing a lot of the time. It's just sort of the 
the old guard that have been around for a while playing the same game for a long time and now it's changed and now you've just got to you've got to remove that from your mind because it doesn't really work like it used to yeah so for the most part you're not really punished for only scoring four points no fuck no which is one two battle tactic right yeah I don't, whereas, th- I don't think you're really punished. Whereas you're not rewarded for scoring seven of the eight objectives either. No. You'll get five points, yeah. maybe six to be on the mission. So that's why I'm saying I'm looking at rain lists that can just com- like get and delete for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah. Like and look at um and like James with his iron jaws. Yeah. And he just yeets and deletes and Yeah. And that's that. And I think that's what the proposed Fox list that I've oh not Fox Rue list that I've got here because yeah. The rouge just go up and make your opponent deal with those two blocks. And then your foxes can obviously move back and just put themselves on objectives and go from there. And then you've got your essentially your heroes and your foxes scoring you your objectives for the last sort of two to three turns of the game yeah. while your rouge get chopped down or chop them down. Yeah. So I mean that's why I'd be happy with the new Luminef book is kids you can play in my eyes, what are the two most efficient ways to play the game is yeet and delete or um, stay and grind. Play slow and play slow and grind. So, I mean, the most annoying thing to me, bro, to be honest, is that the allegiance ability of having two units fight simultaneously, one after another, I should yeah. say, in combat, is so good. Yeah, but the it's just issue... in the wrong army. Oh, bro, honestly, <laughs> it's fucking dumb as shit. Yeah. Like, the Stone Guard that will be great for yeah fantastic for that back-to-back cows play it in but they're so kangaroo. slow so how do you deliver them to combat yeah play it in kangaroos yeah, yeah. Like, i don't want to fight with fucking 30 kangaroos and get in a, in a i game. mean like you can you could, and, a, and, a, and it's definitely an option but that's not their best feature yeah i mean if you're playing say like for example the crawl boys army and they've got like hobgrops out front yeah. And then they've got all their juicy stuff behind that. Yeah. You shoot all the juicy stuff and then you're like, well, I might as well just charge. Yeah, I might as well just kill, I think I can kill yeah. And you do that and that's not an issue. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, it's just, um, and wardens, I mean, wardens are still really good in combat. There's still like fives on mortals and still lots of attacks and that would be great. But yeah, it's just, um, you're not, I think you'll see far, far less wardens. Because um, they used to just be the filler slot, but now you can do it with those the Blade Lord guys, and um, you've got Kangaroos oh. and Stone Guard, which are just so much better. Yeah, um, and cheaper. Yeah, and, and Stone Guard are at least not the Kangaroos. And then you've got um, you've got Sentinels, which are still great, and you're really just opening up a Sentinel slot with your Wardens is more than more than yeah. what you're doing. Dude, you can sit ten Sentinels at the back of the board, honestly. Yeah, and just. Um, even by themselves and just art shots. And, yeah, and as long as they got power of hush, they should be doing three to four mortal wounds yeah. on a unit, which might just be enough. Yeah, yeah, you know? which is which is fine. But if they're just sitting back on an objective and holding it for ten bodies for one hundred and fifty points, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not as good, and I think you'll see less techless because I just don't think that build is as viable anymore. Yeah. I think you'll see more Stone Guard, and I think you'll see a whole lot of Hurricane. Yeah. And I need to get some more kangaroos. kangaroos I've only got 15 yeah. kangaroos. Um, and I feel with a high degree of certainty, not that I know anything, not saying I do, but I feel like none of what we've discussed specifically with the kangaroos is going to change no. like in an FAQ. No, no. The no. only thing would be 
you have to shoot the unit that's six inches away, not be within six. Yeah. But I feel like I don't feel like GW would do that. No, I I, I don't think, have I don't no think they, knowledge. I don't, I don't think they they pick up on those sort of things unless there's a big outcry by the community about it. Yeah, I I don't think that's going to get changed. And they everyone just starts running this list that we've talked about, and people. Yeah get blown off on one or two turns and it's fucked yeah because the other thing with that list as well is you need to make it as low drop as possible because yeah. you need to be able to protect yourself against an alpha by deep deploying or you need to deliver the alpha if you yeah can't protect yourself so. and if you're not playing long ways because if you play long ways that army is fucking so laughing fucking yeah. good because you have more threat range than any other army because you're getting 32 inches yeah you know yeah and then you shoot 12 so it's what 44 so but if you're playing width ways then obviously they don't have to go anywhere near as far and you can only hide so much yeah um and blocks of 15 will take up a lot of space yeah um they do they're pain in the ass to keep in coherency as well but it's yeah. fine because if you just put them like three by five by three you know like because yeah. 12 inches is not a long range no, it's at not. all so you have to be very careful as to how you move them because if someone's just screened and yeah. just put something eight inches behind the screen you might not actually get all your shots in yeah yeah so that's why you're wanting to sort of spam it because every model that you get and it's free shots right yeah so um there's ways around it though but you've got the mobility to do it so if you if you play the army you get some practice and i don't see why um yeah well you should get stuck on too much i yeah. think you should uh you you should work it out allies wise um Heart renders, 90 points, aren't yeah. they? 80 points, yeah. really good, really good Great. filler, because quite often in this, with these lists, you, yeah, heart renders, allies, I think they're really good, because they're, what, 90 points, 80 points? Yeah, cheap screens. That you combat can, 1, no, you can drop down. Yeah, Is that can, the heart renders or life takers? Uh, life takers, the combat 1. And they're the cheaper ones, right? They are the cheaper ones. Yeah. So if you just want a cheap screen, you can chuck down anywhere on the board. Yeah, because the annoying thing about this is you quite often find that you might have, like, 100 points left yeah and there's nothing in this book that's 100 points yeah so you take like a rune and you're like cool now i've got 60 points left yeah and so like yeah i think um i think you look to those elf books um what's the teleporty dudes from silver nerf they're 100 points, oh, the I think, tree they? reads are they 100 points 120 um i think they've gone up on points but they might be 120 or something like that yeah. but they're 10 wounds now so it's, yeah yeah it's so not as squish they're also another cheap yeah um ally which would be useful um maybe a stormcast um incarnate not incarnate encanto yeah um if you want um yeah i think those are really ally options you know yeah it'd be good to have something like a skink unit that you could access but you just can't some, maybe some sisters some birds. Or, or birds yeah actually birds from stormcast you tend to want to be lower drop though yeah and they like eat up some yeah unless you're I think Elorif is the only, you know, Eumetrica is the only faction you don't really care about being low drop because yeah. you're already, your buffs just uh, activate. Yeah. yeah. Whereas do anything. the rest of them, um, they require something to happen. Yeah. So I think if you're going cows, you know, uh, Eumetrica, you don't give a fuck. The rest of them, you want to be a lower drop. So yeah. Um, I think some bodies will be handy and some faster units will be handy too. Yeah. Um, Incarnate, what do you reckon? Fit in the army? Oh, bro, I'm just sick of seeing that in every fucking top five list a couple of times pop up yeah so, so yes, just, you would use it yeah uh yeah like you put it into any army and it's good like yeah but it's just yeah it's just boring yeah it's um yeah it's boring yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's 
I don't know, I played against one, and I was just like, this is just fucking annoying. But I guess so was playing against foxes that just move in your turn. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the incarnate would fit in. Yeah. If, and it's current 400 points or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's, from what I understand, it's going up pretty soon. But, I, yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, it needs a war score rewrite more than a points adjustment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anything else to add to Luminef book? Otherwise, that's a battle time review in under two hours, which would be that's crazy. That's fucking in crazy time. Uh, crazy I mean, time just so. We're about to tick over two hours. Yeah. So. Um, no, I think I've said my piece. I've, the book is a lot more interesting. I'd probably TTS some, um, some Geometrica shit. Have, have, yep. have a fun time with that. Yep. Um, I hate Luminef, but that's a more fun version of Luminef than I've seen previously so yeah um but yeah no pretty happy with it you got a top three winners and losers from this book um i think sentinels are probably number one loser yeah um lawmaster is a Big massive loser. fucking loser because he was an awesome ally as well yeah um law artifact grand strategies I mean, we didn't have grand strategies before, but I mean, the grand strategies are trash. I I think it's more common to have battle tactics or a battle tactic you're interested in your book than having a grand strategy that's actually useful. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty rare. Well, you look you at one one where it's just have nine plus destiny dice. Yeah. Like total destiny dice equal nine more. I think some of the generic and ones are just stop it. so hard to compete against. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I'd say my number three loser is. I don't, yeah, I guess I don't really know the army well enough, but, mm. um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Foxes, obviously. Oh, yeah. But again, it's a correction. It's yeah, a, uh, yeah. 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 Foxes is probably, um, yeah. it's probably my number three loser, but that's miles apart from the other two units that I, that I said. Uh, yeah. I think I'd agree with you on the losers. Yeah. Um, Alfie I think's the winner. Fuck yeah. I just don't know if you'll see him. That's, that's yeah. the thing. Like he's still on that shitty points value where the army is really expensive. Yeah. Um, what else is a winner? Probably one temple, I'd say. Like, it's funny because they got winners and losers. Probably Stone Guard is probably like LRF. Eumetrica is probably I, the biggest. Winner. I think they're the biggest winner. Yeah, yeah. Even in, though they got some eyes, points, they also got some really they, fucking good shit. Yeah, they became proper good. I mm. think like proper good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd agree. Uh. Yeah, I think I'll TTS some Eumetrica because I don't own. I own one cow. Yeah. I own Evelynor, the special character. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd have to TTS before I full commit to an army. Because yeah. you're looking at hundreds of dollars for us, at least. Oh, fuck probably, yeah. more, probably more, like a thousand or so. Yeah, yeah, you're pushing, it's a, hundred, you're pushing a grand. Easy. Yeah, it's like $120 for like five stone yeah. guard. Yeah. So, and you probably want at least 30 to 40 stone guard yeah, yeah. available to you. Yeah. Maybe not in an army. Yeah. But, you, you know, I, I could see two units of 10 quite easily. Yeah. And then unit five, depending on points, or maybe three units of ten. Yeah. Conquerors, come eat my dick. All yeah. good. Um, yeah, I think you play them Conquerors. You don't worry about bounty hunters. You play Conquerors. No, conquerors. You just play Conquerors. And you're playing to their wall scroll better. Um, yeah. You will never lose those objectives. Yeah. They have to put some serious, serious damage into you to actually um, freak you out. And they're pretty cheap as well. And they're honest. fucking they're yeah. fucking cheap, right? Like Points-wise, they're yeah. cheap. Um, and they just inherently get very good on their war scroll with all those overlaying buffs. Yeah. Um, but for me personally, being the Luminef player between the two of us, I will probably, my next purchases will probably be 
15 more rows yeah and at this point in time um that's all you really need that's though. all i need because i've got i've got i've got like five foxes i think yeah so i've got more than <laughs> enough foxes i got a wind mage and i got um and I got fucking, you know, you got foxes, blade and lords. Got, no, I need the blade lords actually. That's the other thing I need because like they're garbage forever. Yeah. So I actually do need to buy some blade lords. Yeah. There, um, there, there is a big winner too. The blade lords, I think. Yeah, they're just gonna be, just for like, keep your enlightenment alive. So yeah, your metric don't you care because it's yeah. Your metric is a hundred twenty point battle line, but they don't care because they're just going full t- tilt yeah. you know, cows. But for anything other than your metric. Access in 150 point battle line when the rest of your shit's 140 plus, yeah, or 150. It does honestly make a difference, listeners. Like, fuck around with some lists and you'll see, yeah, like, yeah. I need 20 points. Yeah, we've all been at that stage where yeah. we're 10, 20, 15 points, five points over. Or, or you'll go, oh man, I've got 90 points left, and you're like, oh, could I sub this one battle line unit for another one? Yeah, you know, that's 20 points difference. Oh, now I've got 110 points. Ah. Oh, I can actually get units now, yeah. you know, so that's the real issue. Very expensive book points-wise, but yeah. Um, cool. My predictions, as I said earlier, sort of free to ish I think it's 50 to 45% win rate, maybe. Yeah, I could see it, like, just over 50%, maybe yeah. somewhere between 50 and 55, I think would be a pretty comfy spot for Lumineff. I think it's yeah. sort of where they're sitting, more or less, now. Um, the Stone Guard, I don't know about because I haven't played any Stone Guard. Yeah, they could be very good, and yeah. I want to see lots of people run fifty fucking rows and see if that fucks up the meta or if it's not that good. Yeah, because mathematically it's good. Yeah, but yeah, cool, sweet. Leave it there. We're done. Yeah, bro. We got a plane to catch soon. I do have a plane to catch. In Gonna about have a shower. Gotta get some lunch. Maybe an hour's time. Yep. All, All right. right. Um. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, plans for the rest of the year? Sorry, since this is probably the last time I see you in person. Yeah. Hammer-wise, you got any hammer plans or no? Uh, no, no. Uh, I know you're pretty fucking chocker for the rest of the year. I'm essentially fucked until... February, isn't it? Or something until, like, like, January next year. Yeah. Um, in which I'm 99% sure I get shifted around from where I am now, which means that I get weekends off, so... Um, while I don't want to move from where I am, I'll be happy to get weekends off and go to come play some Hammer. Yeah. Um, and time off's not an issue in that role, so that would be fucking sick. So just ramp up for next Just a bit more flexibility. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously you changed occupation this year and you were like, and without going into it, you had like a firestorm start. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> what was happening yeah. in Wellington. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you've obviously also brought a house and relocated. So you've had a whole lot of shit going on for yeah. yourself. Um, we're also going through the process of looking at a house, so that's something for us. Um, I think we got Call to Arms within Wellington. And yeah, that'd November. be sick. Yeah, so I'm playing that. Soon, eh? Yeah, I think Liz are due in the next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. I was talking to the Masters and Peasants chat about it, because yeah. those lads just keep me well informed, to the be honest. The Peasants are actually way hornier than the Masters in that chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I must say that you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and... Yeah, and that's really about it. CanCon, I've got a ticket. I'm 99% sure I'm not going because of this house situation. Yeah. Um, because, you know, just trying to justify spending another four or five grand in Australia and flights have like doubled yeah. um, to the bank when I'm trying to save pennies is just not going to go down well. Yeah. Um, and the housing market's tanked in 
Wellington, so I'm pretty keen to get a get a deal. Yeah, make make it what you can. Yep. Um. So I, while I have a ticket, I'm I keep telling myself I'll make a decision in December, but I'm like I'm certain I'm not going to go to Cancun. Yeah. Um, which makes me sad, but that's fine because once I sort this out, I can go to like every other CanCon ever mm-hmm. and Fever Abroad. Um, oh, we also announced we're doing a Teams event in April. So we do have a venue yes. and a date, and I do need to actually double check those because yeah. I don't know them off the top of my head. But we're going back to Upper Heart Cozy Club, and we hope to have some Aussie lads over. We'll be teams of four, we'll be New Zealand team champions. Um, and the whole idea is that we get people excited about teams events because we don't play teams here. No, not and at all. And then we start looking at worlds and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, get your buddies together, get your clubs together, come to Wellington yeah. for a weekend in April and fight it out to be the top team. See if you can beat the Kiwis if you come over. I think they might be able to. I think yeah. it might be a good scrimmage opportunity for the Australian team. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, you know, because they've got eight players or whatever it may be. So yeah. they just split them into a Aussie B and C or Golden Blue or whatever. I don't know. Um, but we'll talk about that more when we actually have that fucking organized. We've just got the, the location and the date sorted. Um, nothing else, nothing pack and so on. Um, but yeah, I was, I'll be doing an event in a couple of weeks talk about that i think it's about a month's time not sure what i'm playing yet i would like to play luminaire but i'm probably not going to buy and paint all those rows in the meantime no and the rows already have aren't painted so there's no way you're painting 30 no. fucking cabs no. before no way in, in a month no i tried to ask james i was like bro can you just paint these for me like <laughs> i'll pay you like i'll come in he's like yeah but i'm real busy and i'm super slow and i'm like fuck james like just paint him for me you've already painted half the unit because i bought him off him so but anyway, um, yeah, and then Christmas and New Year's will probably be pretty dead. Yeah. Releases has come. Corn book coming soon. Slaves book coming soon. Has the corn book been confirmed? I don't know when it's yeah. coming, but it has been, um, I'm sure it was up on GW. There was a, yeah, was like that a, world, a World Eaters one, 40k one. But yeah. I assume when they get one, we'll get one, which is um, exciting for me because I haven't played corn in so long. And yeah. I fucking love that army. Oh, fuck, who knew, bro, that Scarbrand piling in twice from six inches away was a good unit. Not like we've been talking about that for, like, three, four years. Fucking welcome to the party, the rest of the world. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But whatever. Um, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty adamant I saw that they had confirmed a oh, new nice. corn book as one of the other Chaos books that were coming out this year. So, um, obviously, your roots are in corn, and I've played corn on and off as well, so we'll mm. we'll get into that book when it comes out. Um, and obviously Slaves is another one that's close to your heart, so we'll look yeah. at Slaves when they come out, so it might just be a couple of, probably for the rest of the year, tournament recap, and maybe a couple more book reviews from us. Yeah, Kane. Don't expect a Zinch one. No, we're not doing a Zinch one. I don't know fuck all about Zinch. I will try to get Jimmy on, I guess, for talk about his, um, he can talk about Zinch, and he can talk about the Summit Notorious, or maybe not, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, listeners, thank you very, very much for allowing us in your ear holes for two hours, six minutes on this beautiful Monday morning with the Patriots 129-0 over the Lions. Let's fucking go, Pats. Um, we'll be back in your ears when we decide to be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get Tubby home to Gisborne first. All right, guys, thanks. Later, work.